0: October the 9th, 2021. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That's What G Said Podcast. We've got a little holiday racing at Santa Anita this week, Monday racing. So, decided to uh, drop you a podcast on Saturday. We could talk about Sunday racing from Keeneland and from Santa Anita. We could talk about Monday racing from Santa Anita. And I just finished up uh, recording with Tim Kelly, the... Season finale recap of what if we do our deep dive on Marvel MCU's Disney Plus TV show, what if? So, got a little Sunday Monday horse racing for you, and a full deep dive of what if on this episode of That's What G Said, that is presented by Better Than Dot Vegas. Give them a follow on Twitter at BTVBets and turn those notifications on because every day they have giveaways every single day they are giving away wagers to any of their followers out there that just help retweet and share the posts. Like today, uh, the giveaway is involving college football. Yesterday, they gave away a couple hundred bucks because the Giants beat the Dodgers, which I didn't like seeing at all. Nonetheless, if you're a fan of free money, follow better than dot Vegas at BTVBets bets on Twitter. The one thing that that BTV wants to do. They just want to help you to become a better better. Everything is free at BTV live streams uh, before all the football games on Sunday morning. Live streams at 10 a.m. Eastern Time helping you with fantasy football. 11 a.m. Eastern Time going through every game on the Sunday slate. Check out BTV bets on Twitter. Better is the website. And we're going to get right into Sunday horse racing. Like always, whenever I'm handicapping the races, whenever I'm getting ready to play the races from Santa Anita, from Keelan, wherever I'm handicapping, first place I go, I go to DRF.com. Horse racing fans, many of us have been using the DRF, the daily racing Form, for years, studying the races, keeping up to date on news with all the articles. I remember looking for a copy at the local liquor store or picking one up at the local racetrack wherever I was going. Now it's even easier and cheaper than ever to use DRF with DRF.com and the newly optimized DRF mobile. You can get all the tracks that you want to bet in handicap past performances that are mobile optimized for on-the-go handicapping on your phone. So you go to drf.com from your mobile device, no additional cost. Tap the calendar icon on the top left. It opens all of the options for past performances and for the tools that are available. One click to bet now and DRF bets. Get real-time odds and scratches on race day. You can tap on any horse, and you get those same DRF past performances that you're familiar with, with a larger font for your mobile display. One click to formulator, for charts, for replays, if you get the formulator version. And even on the classic past performances, you get the home screen with horses, with odds, with buyers, you get a lifetime buyer speed figure graph, you can rotate your phone for the best view. And Any horse that you click on, you'll see the running lines You can easily move from horse to horse The same data as those traditional classic DRF past performances You get an interactive format Which is very similar to the DRF classic version that you're used to on the desktop Every card includes live data, updated instantly with those scratches And so you get the accessibility from desktop to phone Cross-device functionality You can take your notes and save them from one device to the next And then access your account on any of your devices On-the-go handicapping and wagering And you got those traditional DRF pass performances that are just newly optimized for your mobile phones. They are constantly upgrading, improving, and making everything easier for you to get your handicapping done at DRF.com. You get those daily racing form pass performances, you handicap the track, and then you head to StableDuel.com and you find out which contest you are going to play for that particular day. Like uh, on Sunday, you have many different options. Remember, it's free to download the Stable Duel app. You can download it anywhere. You get your uh, your apps, and all you will be doing was paying your entry fees for the contest that you want to get involved in. So, like uh, Sunday, at Golfstream, there's a $20 contest with $400 in cash prizes. At Keeneland, a $150 game for the bigger players, $6,500 in prizes. There's a $100 triple-up, where if you finish in the top third, you will triple your 100 bucks. And then there's also a $10 game at Keeneland for some of the smaller players that want to play and necess- don't want to spend a 100 or a couple hundred bucks on an entry. But you can play in the $10 game with over $1,000 in prizes. And those are three different options at Keeneland, which we're going to talk about in, in just a second. Over at Santa Anita, there's a $15 game. There's a $50 top three. And there's also a game at Woodbine, a $75 top two. Finishing the top two. To, uh, to get paid out there. Stable Duel. Get your entries in and play race win as uh, we head on over to Keeneland. So if you're playing that Keeneland Sunday Stable Duel in any of those contests, here are some horses that we like, that we're going to be betting, and uh, that we think you may want to use in your Stable Duel lineups. Let's get to race number two. So we're looking at Keeneland October the 10th. Those past performances out and we got a maiden special weight race. Mile on the turf course here. These are two-year-old fillies. I thought the eight ran really, really well at Kentucky first time out of the box. She moved to the lead. She was a a clear-cut second that day. And it is not easy to debut going long. And it's even more difficult to go long in your debut at that turf course at Kentucky because it's very, very tiring and it's unique. I expect a big effort from under one sky. If this one is anything in the four to one-ish range... Let's make a win wager on her in a very wide open maiden special weight race But she feels like she is one of the top tier contenders And one of the horses to beat in this one So that's early on the card Race number 2 at Keeneland We're going to flip to the late part of the card And we're going to look at races seven, eight, nine, and 10 At Keeneland And if you're playing any sort of late exotics In the 7th race I'm going to single the 6th Minnesota Sunset The Blinkers come on today for her She looks like the one to catch She ran into a really nice horse in her debut at Churchill behind Pretty Birdie. and In all of her starts, she has flashed legitimate sprint speed. And now, moving from seven furlongs to a mile, you know, there's not that much speed in here. I think she's the quickest. We we look at, you know, Laura's charm showed a little bit of speed going uh, longer last time out. She has a little sprint speed. Miss Jameson isn't really quick. Maybe Lucky and Wild. I think just kind of got the lead that day. I don't know if she's really fast. All luck, same sort of thing when going longer last time out. I don't know if she's got the kind of sprint speed that Minnesota Sunset has. Let's be clear. She probably sits in a good spot and forwardly placed with Sayas aboard. Maybe they get aggressive with her. I'm banking on Minnesota Sunset being the one to catch in here. Blinkers on. And possibly a single for me in late exotics. If she's anything around three to one, I'll make a win wager. We move to race number eight at Keeneland. We've got the Indian Summer five and a half furlongs on the turf course, and the heavy favorite in here is Averly Jane. The blinkers are going to come off. She's going to be really tough, uh, tough to beat. As she just a very, very talented filly? But she's never tried the turf, and there is a lot of other speed in here. So if you do want to use one other, or if you're looking to try to beat her. I think the four pure panic makes a lot of sense. If Averly Jane gets beat, it is likely because there was a pace battle in here, and pure panic would benefit very nicely if they w- if they went quick early. She's cutting back, or he's cutting back from a mile. I keep saying Averly, uh, I keep saying she with pure panic because Averly Jane is the filly. But pure panic, he went longer on the turf last time out, and he just didn't want to do that. It was a good turf at, at Monmouth going a, a mile. He was forwardly placed, and and then he just faded Just put a line right through it Now he's going to cut back He's not as quick as some of the others in here So he'll be probably a little farther back Than he was in his first couple starts Don't be surprised if he's 4 or 5 lengths out of it I think that's where he wants to be Flavian Pratt jumping aboard Pure panic We'll hook up the 4 with the 7 Averly Jane Shout out to uh, my Nanu Those were his numbers 4-7 He loved to play those Hope you're doing well up there Nanu As uh, we move along to race number 9 And I mean Latruska is going to be really tough in here She is one of the best horses in training She has had an incredible 2021 Even in races where it looks like There's a lot of speed on paper She still finds a way to win the battle To win the war And there's just not that much speed in here She she should have every opportunity To take control of this race Early on Unless someone like Taunt or Crystal Ball is sent after her They won't have any opportunity To to really you know, weaken her in this race Or soften her up early She's just a lot quicker than most of this group And so I don't I don't really have a strong opinion Against Latruska If I did, if you were trying to beat her It would be with the 6 crystal ball Who almost beat she's there Dare She Dares a Devil last time out Tried to get up the inside and just missed And kind of had to wait, wait And may have been The best horse that day Crystal Ball so she's peaking and she's Heading in the right direction this might not be A a, a bad spot to, to try to You know see if she can upset Latruska But probably not going to be getting Involved in this race all that much um, Crystal Ball though is, is heading in The right direction The 10th and final on Sunday at Keeneland Is the grade 2 Bourbon I don't know why This race I always like feel like I Want or I either have or I Get the feel of like, I want to play a stone cold Closer in this race the couple of the horses that are on my radar the, the 12 is legitimately a nice nice animal tis the bomb so I expect to see him show up with a big one and uh and you know give a good account of himself the two stolen base and the five rocket one are the ones I'm most interested in it could offer you a little bit of value so keep an eye on both of them if they are in that eight to one-ish range maybe you play them to win but I would recommend throwing them into your late pick fours And pick fives and exotics The two stolen base, the five rocket one Who should come rolling Stolen base showed a lot of ability Winning first time out of the box Then they took a shot in the grade two Saratoga special It was only 10-1 to in that race And just didn't fire, was in too tough And last time out tried long on the grass And ran really well, clear cut second that day Any improvement off of that Would make him a major contender So I'll use the uh, The two the five and the twelve in most exotics there in the Grade Two Bourbon to close out the Sunday card at Keeneland. That is Keeneland Sunday race number two, the eight under one Sky. Anything around four to one is fair. In the seventh, the number six Minnesota Sunset. We need around three to one. Probably an exotic single for me. In the eighth race, I'll build with the uh, build exotics with the four and seven. Purely Panic and Avery Avery Jane. In the ninth, if you want to try to uh, beat Latruska or if you're looking to Someone to team up with Latruska For me it would be Crystal Ball The number 6 And then in race number 10 I'll be using the 2, 5, and 12 In all exotics to close things out Good luck on Sunday Over at Keeneland As uh, we move from Sunday Keeneland To Sunday Santa Anita And it's another day where they have Those Santa Anita Pick'em Contests If you haven't been paying attention These are contests that are totally free for you to enter You go to Pick'em dot Santa and it's a there's a, a, a format that you fill it out for free very easy it's basically like prop select prop bets um you know total spreads for certain football games the props that are involving the baseball games and then you have to pick winners of certain races all throughout the day and if you win you get a thousand dollars the winners each saturday each sunday and then this week on Monday, get $1,000. Doesn't cost you anything. 12 questions to fill out, plus a tiebreaker. Santa Anita, pick them. Give it a look. If you're curious to see what it looks like, you can check out my uh, social media on Twitter. I post videos to show some of the, uh, the props for each of the cards. So on Sunday coming up, this will be a lot of uh, NFL and horse racing. It's going to combine the two of those. And let's see if we can make you some money at Santa Anita in those races Get those past performances out for October the 10th For Sunday Santa Anita As we jump right into race number 1 Maiden Special Weights going Furlongs on the turf course I'm expecting a yellow Rose of Texas The number 3 To really improve on the grass here A couple of winning turf siblings And this one uh, for Peter Miller it Didn't show a whole lot in the debut But you lure a riskfully for career start Number 2 Expect a much improved effort From a Yellow Rose of Texas Who's 12 to 1 on the morning line Anything around 5 would be fine And this is a great horse to use in stable duel Because it's not going to cost you a whole lot And I think the morning line might be a tad higher Than what uh, this horse ends up going off at Let's move to race number 3 On Santa Anita's Sunday card The 2 Eagle in the Sky Is the one who intrigues me the most in here So He is going to be Coming off of an effort where he was really wide, he was 4 wide, he was about 6th, 7th, like 3 deep in between horses, he should get a much different trip in here with the post. Down on the inside, he's going to save a lot more ground, and I think he will have much, much more late energy in here. He won't be so flat off of that wide, wide journey. The number 2, Eagle in the Sky. He is 5-1 to on the morning line. If we can get anything in the 7-2 to range, that's my value line, that feels fair. Race 5, we've got Calbred, maiden Special Weights, Phillies, 2-year-olds, 5 furlongs on the turf course I'm looking at the first-time starter for Phil D'Amato The dam of the number 5, Tecumseh, Caroline, was a multiple winner on the turf course We've got a steady tab for this one, been working over on the training track Which is a lot of times the, the track that sort of plays well to the turf course at Santa Anita Sweet Caroline Bop, bop, bop Shout out to my mom, Carol Bacola Let's get the five to come some Caroline home In race number five at Santa Anita Anything around five to two Anything around seven to two This horse was a six to one on the morning line So the the value line for me, seven to two We move along to race number six We've got 16,000 claimers Non-winners of two, six furlongs on the dirt Now you know I'm a Game of Thrones fan We're going to the house of Targaryen, baby. This filly is lightly raced, and she just got upside in a race where I don't want horses who have run 10, 15, 18 times. I like the fact that career debut, she's a runner-up. She comes back in her second start, and she wins really nicely. Then she's off for a few months, and She doesn't fire in a starter allowance. Maybe the race is a little too tough, or maybe something went wrong because we don't see her from October of 2020 till September of 2021. We're talking about almost a year layoff, 11 months, and then she comes and shows up with a really good effort. She's second. She's beaten just a nose. She puts two starts together. She has every right to step forward off of that effort, and she shouldn't be too far out of it in a race that. I don't think has that much speed I don't think she's going to be on the lead or close But maybe sitting like 4th a couple lengths out The number 2 House of Targerian In race number 6 at Santa Anita On Sunday Let's get to our final 2 plays On the Sunday card Races 7 and 9 In race number 7 there are 2 horses That I think are, are interesting to use In a lot of your rolling exotics the, the 6 Tiger Hunt There is no speed In this race at all None. None whatsoever. And Tiger Hun showed some speed before coming over to the US. Now they add the blinkers, stretching out from 5 furlongs to a mile. I think the game plan with them is just going to be go, get aggressive, try to get out front. And Koto Paxi should be sitting in a really good spot. I don't know if he's as quick or if if they want to go to the lead with him, but naturally, the way he runs... He's been improving and showing a little bit more positional speed. I think he should end up securing a very, very nice spot in here. So I'm going to use the two of them in all exotics. The number six, Tiger Hunt, at five to one on the morning line with the five. Tiger Hunt needs to be about seven to two for us to, to make a wager there. As we move to the ninth race, looking at the number 11 in this one, these are Calbred, fillies, and Mares, optional claimers, 20,000 and a first level allowance. The 11, Emma's Dance, has legitimate excuses for her last three poor performances. She is going to be sprinting on the turf in this race. Last time out, she tried going long on the turf. Two starts back, she tried going against Open 50 Claimers sprinting at Del Mar, and she just didn't have the best trip. And this just feels like a much better spot for her. Emma's Dance Who three starts back missed the break So now you start digging into the last three races Okay, well that's why she didn't run Very well in each of those races She had legitimate excuses What's that going to do? That's going to build her price a little bit for us in here The number 11, Emma's Dance Is 8 to 1 on the morning line Anything around 5 to 1 feels fair It's always going to be fair for you When you head to CindyCarava.com And check out full service realtor Cindy Carava She can help you out with buying with selling, with leasing, she can help connect you to the right kind of people for home improvement. With the vendors like gardeners, landscapers, painters, people that she's used personally in her own home. Maybe you need help getting pre-approved for a home loan. She'll connect you with a lender that can help put you in, in touch and kind of give you the uh, the directions that you need in order to get that taken care of. Cindy is one of the kindest and most genuine people I have ever met. And maybe you just want to see where your home is stacking up. She'll do a free market analysis of your home's value. Check out CindyCarava.com, C-I-N-D-Y-C-A-R-A-V-A.com. She'll help you in any way that you need. It's going to make your life so much easier. CindyCarava.com. Let's move to a little uh, Monday racing. And don't forget, there's a Monday Pick'em contest too for Santa Anita. So if you're playing the Santa Anita races on Monday, just go to to pick'em.santanita.com and fill out an entry. It's free. You're already looking at the races for Monday. The contest is going to be involving, you know, half of the questions are about the races, and then about half of them are sports that are going to be on Monday. So you're going to get the Monday night football game, Ravens-Colts, You'll get some stuff about the Dodgers uh, playing the Giants and perhaps some of the other baseball games. Free, free, free with a chance to win money? Why not? We're going to win some money right off the bat in race number one at Santa Anita. Get the pass performances out for October the 11th. Five furlongs on the turf course in race number one. Sinning and winning. First time starter for Brian Corner. A very good first out barn. And this particular uh, two-year-old has... Four winning turf siblings, including a horse named Sinan and Grinnin, who is three for three and perfect on the turf. I'm expecting a big one from Sinan and Winning, First time out of the box, six to one on the morning line. Anything around four to one will make a win wager in race number one. We're in plays in races three, seven, and nine as we flip to race number three. $25,000 claimers in here a mile on the turf course. I'm looking at the eight. And I'm looking at over-attracted Because this is a horse who fits the profile Of what Mike Maker does and does very well He claims a horse He takes a shot in a tougher spot And if it doesn't work Then you put the horse right back where they fit Over-attracted was claimed for 32 Out of that race Took a a shot in a 50 starter allowance Didn't really fire Was a little too far back And now you drop back down to A a level that fits Over-attracted if this horse is anything around 7 to 2, I'm going to make a win wager. It's a really good spot for over-attracted to show up and run well. Moving along to race number 7, and we're looking at the number 2 in here. Cucina. is, this is a first-level allowance, optional 50. They're going to go 6 furlongs on the turf course. John Sadler is going to claim this one off of Mike Maker, which is the opposite of the horse that we just had going from, Um, John Sadler to Mike Maker This one goes from Mike Maker to John Sadler And I think it's interesting that Sadler claims and immediately Cuts him back to a turf sprint Where he has had prior success You see at the bottom of the page at Gulfstream Park Sprinting on the turf, he was doing well And this horse actually had done pretty well Sprinting on the dirt also Ran into a couple good horses on the east coast Pete's play call was in really good form Yao Pon Was one of the top sprinters this year Cucina in the 3-1 to one range feels like a play in the 7th for me at Santa Anita on Monday. And we move to the 9th race. The final play for me on the Santa Anita card on Monday. Made in 50 claimers a mile on the turf course. I like the 4. Solo Animo, who... Showed a lot of ability sprinting on the turf in his first two starts. He was third and beaten a uh, length and a half. Came back and, and was DQ'd out of that race, actually. or in his, He was third in his debut, came back and uh, finished third again in career start number two, but was DQ'd in, to, to fifth for uh, causing an incident. But he has ability. In his third start, he came back and he ran well going long on the dirt. But then he didn't run from July of 2020 to September of 2021. And he needed that last start, no doubt about it. It was against Maiden Specials, 6 furlongs. Now he's going to go second off the long, long layoff. He drops. He goes long on the turf. The number four, Solo Anemo at 5-1 to one on the morning line. If he's anything around 7-2, to two, we'll make a win wager there at Santa Anita on Monday. So those are your Santa Anita Monday plays. Best of luck. An extra day of racing at Santa Anita this week. The holiday season is coming up. Everybody's looking for gifts to get. You don't know what to get everybody. Perfect gift is a candle, and in particular, a candle that's healthier for you—no toxins, no carcinogens, no pollutants. I'm talking about SarahCandles.com, C-E-R-A Candles.com. All sorts of scents for any. Kind of mood, season, any kind of party They have three different sizes there You're going to be helping a small business Who just wants to provide candles that are healthier That are better Because of the soy wax that they use You actually get a better bang for your buck The wax burns lo- burns longer The wicks, they are a non-toxic wicks They also give you a better burn Check out SarahCandles.com C-E-R-A Candles.com So you want to set the mood, you're looking for something all natural, soy wax, non-toxic baby, Scent for every season, now don't be afraid baby, just spell it out, C-E-R-A-C-A-N-D-O-L-S dot and don't forget, promo code 10 Center. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert We're going to get into What If? Episode 9 with Tim Kelly And if you're a fan of Marvel and the MCU You will love these deep dive recaps We go over everything that happened scene by scene All the important lines, everything that happened to all the characters But we do talk about how It impacts the greater MCU universe We talk about things that have gone on in other movies Throughout all the previous episodes of uh, of What If So a big spoiler alert warning As we're going to deep dive What If Now with Tim Kelly if episode 9 what if the watcher broke his own oath we are here to discuss what if season 1 it is in the books tim kelly joins me again like he has for each and every recap each and every episode of what if of every one of these disney plus marvel tv shows and all of the uh the content that they've had out there over the last year or so and uh tk this was i think probably the most polarizing of the now i think four shows that we've discussed because mm. it's it, I mean, in the most basic sense, it's animation, right? I mean, yeah. where a lot of people see animation They think, ah, oh, cartoon, maybe that's for kids Or it maybe it's not yeah. as important Or it doesn't feel like, who knows if this, How much this is really going to be canon With all of the things that we've seen in the greater MCU And so I think that's a lot right. of people may have had some trepidation You know, coming in with the show mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it yeah. And I may have had some of the Hesitation at the beginning I don't know if I ever was going I'm not going to watch this but I just wasn't Mm -hmm. I didn't have my expectations Set through the roof and I think Mm -hmm. They were met pretty well I was very Pleased with how this turned out
1: Yeah I mean that was the big question going into The finale is are they going to stick this landing And uh, I feel that overall They really did I I was really happy with The whole whole journey From beginning to end I know we had a few Criticisms uh, early on And you make a great point about you know the stigma attached to animation uh it is associated with you know kid shows and and kid content and that can that you know that's not always the best uh, highbrow entertainment but they really um reached and aspired to do something uh uh substantial i think with this series uh, that's on the same tier on the same quality level that they've brought to their live action uh motion pictures and television shows so far uh, and uh, I think, yeah they they kept the the quality pretty consistent throughout. Um, I'd say it's a huge success.
0: We ended up getting a nine episode series in season one. Now, reports are there were supposed to be ten episodes that they either pushed yeah. one to two or maybe cut a few things out of based on you know how they wanted to lay out this story or maybe you know, things they wanted to tell. You can kind of get a glimpse in this episode. There are a few things like they they only briefly sort of looking at tony stark and gamora and that yeah. was some that was something that uh, was kind of interesting kind of wondering if that if there was more to that somewhere else um there are a few loose ends throughout some of the episodes that we didn't hit on like uh, bucky you know right yeah we just fall randomly in a play and we just didn't know where he was and there were there's some people we never saw from again that we assume will Show back up in season two, or who knows, you know, uh, in in live action somewhere as this it felt like as uh, something we've talked about through through a lot of the episodes, there were like, um, there were agendas, I think, in some of these episodes too, in a good way of, hey, let's really have some fun with this character. Let's maybe rehab right. this character or let's let's remind people about how cool or how powerful or how genuine this character was. You know, I'm thinking about Peggy Carter. She's not someone that you mm-hmm. see all the time, but you got a good glimpse at her a couple times and just that all oh, those warm feels that you get when she's around. You know, those those warm Steve Rogers feels just cuz she's oh, yeah. so honest and good, you know, and um and then we get You know, uh, I I also thought just based on the the timing of of what's been going on recently, this last episode, seeing Nat have, you know, Mm -hmm. have such a big part to play and Nat coming back into a different universe, knowing that in the last week, Scarlett Johansson just came to an agreement with Disney and she said, yeah, we're good. And who knows? Maybe we work together again in the future. So, you know, that's that's something that's interesting with the timing killmonger back in and mm. where he ends up it's like a 100% chance that he's showing back up somewhere coming out of that pocket absolutely and that
1: that's exactly right the the marvels doing what marvels doing here is managing their ip and they're doing it really well i mean they've got these valuable characters and a whole library of them uh and uh they're they're being smart about how they use them they're they're listening to fans they're looking at reactions and they're tweaking things here and there. Uh, we talked about Captain Marvel in previous episodes. And yeah, Killmonger, I think, is one that they're also priming and keeping relevant uh, to bring back into that live action setting as well. Because there's that big gap there, there that huge hole that um, Chadwick Boseman left by by passing, his, his tragic passing earlier. Uh, so... It is uh, it's important that they kind of shuffle the deck a little bit and move characters into these these holes that they've uh, kind of created. And Peggy Carter moves right into that spot that um that you know Captain America left that, mm-hmm. that you mentioned that pure of heart that um that just true heroic uh that person who's just emblematic of a, a true hero. Uh, she's that that center that core that heart there. And uh, uh one thing that's uh, I think a real tragedy. Uh, on top of losing Chadwick Boseman Is that they created this great spin-off character For him with the T'Challa Star-Lord And uh, you know it's probably the last We're going to get to see of that They're I've said in the re- past I want Lakeith Stanfield I think he would be a great uh, person to carry that on But I think that's you know that's probably just um, uh, Just fantasy a fantasy booking. really Yeah
0: fantasy yeah. booking and wrestling We call that you know like oh mm-hmm. the, He's going to win that title there on that day and go over um, it, it It's weird because it's, it's these these mixed emotions because It at the same time It's so sad seeing And hearing Chadwick Boseman In these episodes but then yeah. On the flip side if, if this show wasn't here we wouldn't have, have had the opportunity to even get A little bit more of him yeah. in this world You know if, we have to if be this grateful, here, I guess, that, yeah. that we got extra uh, Because if, if this yeah. sh- if they don't take the chance With this show we don't get A couple more installments of him And they were actually I, I read somewhere in one of the the things I was reading the other day after the season finale that there was plans for a Chichala Star Lord show. They had already wow. had plans for that because they liked the character so much, and they thought that was a whole world they could explore. So, wow, yeah, that's I, I, such a loss. Honestly, what, what
1: potential that would have had. Honestly, it's such a rich character. And to, to, to be frank, uh, if it were up to me, I would move forward with, you know, recasting the character um, in respect to Chadwick Bozeman, and respect to his legacy. I see it as that uh, we can keep that character relevant. We can keep the work that he put into creating the foundation of that character relevant um, and make it so that, you know, new generations, when they see the latest iteration of that character, they're going to want to go back and see the original they're going to want to go back and see the work that Chadwick Boseman did. Mm-hmm. So, in my in my opinion, I think the best thing to do is to have somebody, you know, carry that torch forward. I agree. And um, but this, I do understand the opposite. You know,
0: it, uh, it's not like you're going to scrub. That. We're not going to scrub him from the history books. You know, right. it's not like it's not going to be one of those things like you've seen in in what if where it's like, oh, now uh, it's Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk. Right. So basically, Norton never existed. It wouldn't be that situation. It would just be. However they wanted to tell the story that character passed away something happened you know what it would it mm-hmm. and and then you could honor him throughout as someone trying to you know the the next black panther trying to live up to the memory of Chachala you know trying sure. to do things to it, there's a way to to do both right to show a respect mm-hmm. for him but you have to be able to move on with that story c- to continue to tell it in a not in a disrespectful way at all but it's just that story in Wakanda is such a big part of the MCU moving forward that you, you know, I, I think it, it sounds silly because you never know. But the type of guy that he was and everything that we heard, he would absolutely have wanted that story to continue on, you know. And, and yeah,
1: I I agree. I think he would want someone else to have the opportunity and mm-hmm. for that the 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 important figure that you know Black Panther represents as a character, um, you know, culturally. I, I think he would want somebody to to carry on that legacy, um, and and again, just I I just think it it amplifies his contributions if we Completely continue agree. that legacy. Uh, it doesn't take away from it because we're not going to go back and deep fake, uh, you know, what the new actor onto the old movies. Not at you know, all, and replace that, that's not No one's going to ever accept that. This isn't right? going to be like.
0: The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air you know like Just the new Aunt Viv shows up wasn't that What it was right. <laughs> they, they, they do that in some of Those seasons I think it was like an early Seinfeld Jerry's dad changed from the Pilot I think you know one of the one of the First few uh, you know, it's oh, we're not supposed to know They do that like I said I, I reference Wrestling they've done it in wrestling so Many times it's like oh yeah we just Changed this person's character and we're We're supposed to forget that's now that it's a Different person a little while ago right. but That won't be happening here as um, this this episode was, you know, the the plot of this episode is, the the watcher at the end of episode eight has you know gotten to the point where he had to ask Doctor Strange for help, and so he is assembling a team that he calls the Guardians of the Multiverse, and when he's assembling this team, it is, it's funny because it's the team that's kind of Suicide Squad ish in that mm-hmm. he. The watcher n- puts this team together, not because they're all the best, greatest, most genuine people, and the best superheroes, but because he knows that he needs one of them to go rogue, to turn mm-hmm. on he 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 knows what's gonna happen. He knows by bringing Killmonger on the team, Killmonger is gonna go astray. And and it's it's one of these great, like it's this great manipulation. You, you know, that yeah. he's doing that we don't kind of see throughout. It's like the story of Jesus knew Judas was gonna turn, you know, like sell right. him out. It's like this weird um this weird irony. But at the end, Doctor Strange kinda of figures it all out. He says he knew all of this was going to happen. So it's fascinating to see, you know, the watcher put the team together and everybody's looking around going, why the hell is Killmonger on this team? Well that that's why. Right. You know, this is why.
1: It felt like a it felt like um a- uh, like a plot hole at first, it uh, but it it, it it worked out actually great. It was this great kind of a twist, um, and it made perfect sense because The Watcher would be this, like – game theory expert that would be able to see everybody's moves way before they do it because he's seen everything already so you can you can imagine that that's that's how he would kind of operate there um it all worked together uh it all came together perfectly like um like an orchestration you know and uh i thought the the culmination that final sequence that you're that you referred to just there where dr strange kind of put it all together figured it out there's some slow motion you've got black widow jumping the motorcycle um or sorry uh is she jump the motorcycle, or is it? Yeah, yeah, no, it was her. her. Yeah, no, she she yeah. jumps. Black motorcycle on and the
0: Peggy like
1: leaps. and Peggy takes the. Oh, okay, the, okay, yeah, the, and the jump, and the, then uh, she uh, hits
0: the arrow, and they kind of all come together at the same right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah, with I that, mean, it that, was great. That the way it
1: all all came together there, uh, it, it just it just built up to something fantastic, and that's kind of what the experience of uh, what if was. And I was really uh, surprised, actually, at how thorough they were with bringing. Everything back, tying everything together. And mm-hmm. the only loose end really was that thing that you mentioned earlier, the the Gamora kind of uh, uh, the existence of this Gamora character and Tony Stark. Uh, we didn't get that story. And uh, I don't know if you, you caught the wind of this, but there actually was a 10th episode that was planned for season one that they changed mm-hmm. and removed mm-hmm. that 10th episode right before the season started. They, they blamed COVID for it. Um, there are people I saw. I was watching the new rock stars um reaction on YouTube. He said BS, he called BS on that. (laughs) Yeah, he he called BS on that, said it was probably due to some kind of a plot thing, but maybe they don't want to tip their hand at what they're doing in season two. Uh, but I was very, very interested in whatever that story was. Uh, and also noteworthy that uh, Stark's alive, so maybe Mm -hmm. his death isn't this absolute point that we uh, that we understood it to be, or or, we're theorizing at
0: least. This Stark was a um, was was not chosen but he was uh, he was not killed. So uh, we do get right. we do get that. Um I did think it was interesting that they ended up going back to the infinity stones. Meaning mm-hmm. you know, co- coming off of Loki when the right. the, the, the moment when a Loki opens that drawer and realizes that these infinity stones have no power where he Great is. point. you know and yeah. so they they were like beating us with that point throughout Loki um that you know we're moving in a new direction now, and that you know the what's what's powerful now is is the multiverse and this you know universal travel and and in Kang and the Watchers and and then in this they they actually go back and what what is you know kind of uh what stood out to me was the focus is on the Soul Stone, which is actually one of the stones that we probably hear hear the most about. In you know through the years and so It, it didn't bother me at all It wasn't like a, a, it would, I just thought it was kind of Interesting that in the last show They were nope these stones Don't mean anything anymore and here Again it's the plan to Have to take the stones to steal the stones T'Challa goes up and kind of pickpockets One of them and then you know the stones Are such a central point of This story in this episode of the Show
1: absolutely and I love that That phrasing their central point because There's a great shot Uh, that focuses on the soul stone as it's separated from the group. It's it's just laying on the ground and we're seeing like glimpses of the action, the fight happening all around it, but it's all just focused on this one uh, stone. I thought that that was like a truly inspired choice and that the art direction in this uh, uh, lived up to that, you know, from bell to bell. Uh, it, It looked like a really imaginative comic book come to life on the page, the way that they showed, um, Energy blasts and things working like the the Doctor Strange kind of flickering uh, between dimensions and things like uh, it's hard to describe and put into words, but visually it was breathtaking unbelievable. and
0: unbelievable. Yeah. The colors and stuff. It was like a it's like a stained glass window. It was reminding Great. me of yeah, like it was yeah. looking but, like it was like oh yeah. or or what are they called um, the the like the light uh, when you twist you kind of turn them. You know those little light, the the little little Yep, yeah, there you go. Right kaleidoscopic. Kind of yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, oh wow, it was. I I played it back three or four times. The one in right. particular when when he's like, you know, first we see him like having trouble c- controlling these demons that are wanting to get out, and mm-hmm. and then he goes the opposite way, and it's just I'm gonna let them all out. Yeah. And at that at moment them. when he like calls on the beast. It's very hulkish almost, you know, when the hulk's like hulking up. He's he's calling on all of these demons right. and the, the the yellows and the red colors that are just like spewing out like a fountain almost. Yeah. It's just visually one of my favorite things of this show of this episode of the series was was that this the Doctor Strange yeah. and and man, you know what? He's another one where they set up they set him up. He looked great in this episode and in these last couple. Right. I mean, he just looks so powerful and and so strong for someone who, you know, he is powerful and strong, but again, I don't you never get the feel that he's this one of the major players and that or that he was. And now moving forward, I get the feel like Doctor Strange is going to have a big say in what happens in some of these upcoming movies. Obviously, his own yeah. movie, we've seen him, you know, in, pop up in the trailer already in in Spider-Man and um, you know, he was a big, a big vocal part in this, which leads me to my next point. No Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. Kind I wonder of if it was. A, if it, is it a studio thing where they didn't have the rights, or they, they or you know, there's that tenuous kind Sony. of contract between Sony oh, and Marvel, right. and they have mm-hmm. an agreement, but it's like there's limitations on it. There's numbers for how many appearances they can make. I, I don't know if there was like a specific. Um, limit on that, or if they were skirting that by the kind of character design that they used in the early one, and not using the um, the same uh, voice actor, not using Tom Holland in there. So, uh, there, I'm not sure the exact. Is it a legal thing, or was it just a you know just a choice to to not use him in this particular one? Uh, but yeah, I I felt he was missed. Uh, I thought he was such a crucial part of. I do too. Yeah, uh, that zombies episode, and I wanted to see him him there. I was really happy that zombies were an element here mm-hmm. uh, and that was great like i said earlier they they touched on really everything um, throughout the yeah. episode every episode uh, got a revisit uh, mm-hmm. throughout the season so that was really really cool to see and before we move on uh i kind of want to go back to the infinity stones and that and the point you made there and i thought that was really interesting like what how they kind of um we kind of went back and forth a little bit on mm-hmm. uh, are we v- on valuing and devaluing the uh, infinity stones within the MCU but i think ultimately what we got here was a, a greater understanding of kind of the rules behind them and i think uh, after loki my understanding was that you know outside of their you know parent universe the infinity stones are are inert essentially but uh, according to this the infinity stones from universe to universe uh, you know retain their power Although they can't be destroyed with uh, I guess matter created In, in mm-hmm. an alternate universe However The TVA and whatever like higher universe That is That is somehow like separate and immune From the uh, effects of, It's like of it's the own pocket cell.
0: dimension Which was kind right. of like a, a word That was being used an- to describe Another concept
1: they, they introduced here
0: Yeah mm-hmm. this This little bit of a place where You're able to kind of sit and watch and see everything that happens But you're isolated in your own little bubble Where you're not, you know, interacting with anyone or anything else That's where the watcher has basically, you know, been He's been in all these different pocket dimensions watching everything And that's where Strange Mm -hmm. has been since his standalone episode uh, Earlier Mm -hmm. on in this season And um, yeah, there were some new concepts visually This was great and we get set up for our deep dive of what if episode 9 what if the watcher broke his own oath and pretty quickly he gets he gets right into you know the 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 plot of this episode as he sets us up time space reality more than a linear path a prism of endless possibilities where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities creating alternate worlds from the ones you know I am the watcher your guide through these vast New realities follow me and ponder The question what if As we pick up with Peggy And she's basically in She's basically in Captain America Winter Soldier right yeah. and, and she's just taking the place of Steve at, at this point you know we're in the We're in the plot of that movie Where she is you know Pirates on a ship And, and then Batrock uh, Shows up you know 20 or so led mm-hmm. by Bat Rock. Yeah, George Saint Pierre back again is catching those checks. He is so many Uh. big stars coming back just for a little in some of these, you know, little lines and one or two uh, things here and there. But I love it. It keeps the continuity. It makes it feel even more important. As um, Peggy and uh, and Nat joke, I love the the you know this is Peggy in the place of Steve, so her and Nat are best friends. And they have all of the inside jokes that any good friends would And they kind of make fun of each other a little bit playfully As uh, exactly the same sort of interactions that Nat was having with Steve She says, I got the shield, you've got this Peggy says, I've got the shield, you've got the sword Nat, more like knives, but cute wordplay As, uh, you know, they're they're buddies here And Nat's, you know, prepping Peggy for the mission she's about to to go on And right before she leaves she uh, Nat says, do you have any plans for Saturday night? And Peggy can tell that she's already, you know, her friends trying to set her up like all of our friends would. No, stop right there. And uh-huh. that says Bernard in accounting was asking about you, which was just great. It's like no disrespect to anyone named Bernard. But the name, the way that the name was <laughs> was played, you know, it was supposed to be like the most boring, uh, ugly, awful, yeah. like nothing person. And Peggy says. Nothing good has ever followed the phrase bernard in accounting, so um I, I just thought this back and forth between them was you know you know cute it it makes you smile yeah. a little bit and you go, oh yeah they, they got the same the same you know connection that uh, Nat and Steve would have had
1: yeah, it was fun, it was a nice warm uh kind of catch up moment, and I thought it was interesting because you know one of our criticisms of the Peggy Carter episode. Uh, and again, it was a very mild criticism, but it was that we felt like we were kind of doing a, a retread of another an story. And that made things feel like there was maybe less weight to it, or like it was kind of predictable, I guess. Uh, but to see this and come back and pick up on on this and, and continue that now, I, I received it in a, a, a totally different way this time. I don't know if it was just that the other episodes gave us enough variety and that it just dipped our toes back into that like, like repeat story or whatever. But what whatever reason it worked, it just worked really well. And I thought it was very fitting that you know they continued her story by conti- also continuing to parallel Cap's story, um, uh, Steve Rogers' story, that is, in the MCU proper. So uh, it, it, it was just it was it was very uh, consistent in the way that they did it, uh, and uh, it makes sense too because. Peggy and Cap are, they're, you know, they're lovers. They were kind of like soulmates, uh, but they're also very much like the same person. They have kind of the same soul in a way. So it's fitting and it's kind of says something about uh, their characters uh, that, you know, if they switch places, that they basically do the same thing. That's kind of an interesting and telling thing about the characters themselves, that uh, it reveals just how similar they are and how right they are for each other.
0: So Peggy jump, <clears throat> jumps out of the jet and uh, she's going one on one with Batrock. She's, she's basically like on, on the deck of a ship here. And as she starts to fight with him, uh, right before she leaves, Nat even mentions Steve. You know, she gets, what if his name was Steve? And that's when yeah. uh, Peggy goes, oh, ouch, just when we were becoming pals. Then she does her dive and uh, she starts the battle with, uh, with Batrock. Batchlock's really funny here because He He's like you know a, a fighter who's really you know Really confident in their style and he's He's bobbing and weaving and he's showing What he can do but he just isn't connecting With any of his punches or anything and he, yeah. He's oh look at me I'm so Good oh look at this and it, it's It's pretty funny as Peggy just She's just kind of toying with him you know She's one yeah. step ahead of him every Every moment and and Yet he's still very confident uh oh I'm too fast oh that was good oh whoa look at me and and Peggy kind of looks off to the side and the watcher is just right there in the sky yeah. His big face is, and she even asks Batra are you seeing that and then, and then um right away the watcher just calls out captain carter the soldier lost in time you have been chosen so we see the watcher starting to build his team first up yeah. you got to get you got to get the captain first up
1: oh yeah yeah that was um a very cool uh kind of like they 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 set you up with this story that's very familiar and all of a sudden they just completely twist it and they bring you right back into the story that we've been watching throughout the season. Uh, And I thought that was a really cool device that they used to just have him plop in, in the middle of, uh, you know, the continuation of those stories that we uh, saw earlier and to just directly say you have been chosen. It's very um, economical storytelling. I think Uh, it makes, it made perfect sense. It makes for a nice montage uh, and it gave an opportunity for us to like check in on those stories that we, are hungering for you know some some sort of a continuation on you know I wanted to see uh, Shuri and Pepper you know go after Killmonger I wanted to see what happens with that and mm-hmm. it was cool to see even just a glimpse of you know how they went about
0: it. So we then get to Dairy Queen as the Ego is trying to use Peter <laughs> as a battery and uh, yeah. as he's doing so, Chichala, Star Lord Chachala comes right in. He saves Peter and Star-Lord T'Challa gets the call Star-Lord T'Challa leader of the Ravagers and the prince and lost prince of Wakanda you have been chosen so he, he's building his team he's first first up it's uh it's Peggy next up it's uh, Star-Lord T'Challa and then we flash to Tony Stark talking about the infinity stones and he is talking to Gamora um, I'm out of the weapons business, but how do we put a suit of armor around the world, huh? Around the galaxy? You can't tell me there's another big, there's not another big bad lurking in the shadows monster under the bed. And Gamora, just trick Tony, because, you know, she sees the Watcher now. And think about it anyone that sees this guy, this big head, just out of nowhere, would be scared as hell. This yeah. guy just pops up in the sky out of nowhere and starts, hey, Gamora, you know, start, starts calling your yeah. name. Like this is, would be terrifying.
1: Yeah, and I I, uh, noticed also, I I got to thinking about, like, what is the actual scale of the Watcher? Like, what is his size? Because when he appears in the universes, he's, like, so large. Uh, But then when they're in their pocket universes together, he's larger but not, you know, not on that same scale. So I got kind of um, just intrigued by how that works exactly. Can he manipulate matter or, like, are these universes just smaller compared to him uh, on his natural scale? Uh, I'm very interested to find out more about the Watcher. What's the deal with his oath, and is he going to have any um, any repercussions from what he's doing in this episode?
0: And we have to get Jeffrey Wright, this Watcher, in mm. the in the live action at some point because we've oh yeah we've been introduced to the Watchers before in in the Guardians. Now we've seen mm-hmm. a couple of them But we yeah. don't know much about him. We just got a, a small look So I'd be very interested to see If they would change the look of them How they, you know, these watchers mm-hmm. would be And can't wait to see more and more Because these last few episodes were definitely Watcher focused They were a lot about him And yeah. yet we still don't know a lot about him Right, right? Like, We he's... learned a little bit here a and there little. But yeah Not a lot of his origins Like we said not a lot of who he who he you know swore an oath to And, and different things like that Which I think we're going to find out maybe more About even in uh, Eternals Coming up in like a mm-hmm. month or so um, So that's something to, uh, to keep an eye on and get excited about As Gamora Survivor of Sakaar and destroyer Of Thanos of Thanos, um, She's been chosen And uh Tony Stark is one who's about To kick your moon shaped ugly Mug so they're obviously like Trying to defend themselves they think this crazy guy They've just been dealing with Thanos And they they think this crazy guy is Who knows what his motivations are But he is you know positively Motivated and he has good intentions But he tells this was Interesting he tells Stark not You Stark Gamora You have been chosen so the Watcher doesn't want Tony Which I mean it's pretty Crazy that the guy Who started this whole Thing Iron Man and was the, the pivotal character of all of the MCU For years and years and years And now he's died four, three or four times throughout this series And then he basically got just Nope, you're not good enough right. for this team We don't want you Like, he has not been looking strong here it, It's kind of symbolic,
1: I think You know, it's it's I don't know if it's making him look weak as much as I think it's the writers and Marvel kind of signaling to us that, you know, we've told Tony's story. Now, th- this isn't about Tony. This is about the other characters. We're going to give them, uh, uh, you know, center stage. Uh, we're going to center our stories around these these uh, peripheral characters that we've been growing and seeding throughout, you know, 20 plus movies and, and all these television shows now. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's what, what I kind of touched on earlier. They're managing their IP and they're, 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 they're kind of farming it in a way. It's, it's, they're, they're like, like I said, planting seeds and like allowing them to grow. And then, uh, th- when they, you know, make their solo movies or their solo TV shows, that's like the harvest. That's like they're, they're, they're ready for, for, um, for distribution at that point.
0: So the, uh, the building of this team continues. We actually see. Um, Jury and, and Pepper Going towards Killmonger So they've teamed up They're getting ready They, they have the Dora Milaje with them And they're going you know, to get Killmonger To try to defeat him He's in the Black Panther uh, suit But before they do The Watcher shows up Eric Stevens Killmonger Tony Stark's former protege And killer I thought that was very interesting That he you know, used that line And killer you have been chosen, and so, oh. Killmonger.
1: His eyes he, narrow. His eyes narrow too. Like he's judging him when he says that as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah, yeah. is uh, he is now part of the team, and he has been plucked from Wakanda here as uh, we've now built Peggy, T'Challa, Star Lord, Gamora, Killmonger. And uh, off to Vegas It's Thor's universe now Party Thor's universe And Thor was, mm-hmm. is furious with these uh, Ultron bots He continues to fight them off We were going to go on a date There were going to be flowers I was going to light candles I was going to shower and do my hair Nobody messes with <laughs> Vegas And he's just fighting them And you, and you, how about you He's got the hammer, Mjolnir And he's just <laughs> nailing these these flying Ultron bots One at a time And then the Watcher You know, he jumps in. Oh, Thor, Odinson, Crown Prince of that, and and Thor just not paying attention. It's it's very similar to the interaction that he had, you know, a few weeks ago with uh, with Jane when he's you know not paying attention to her. And hey, what's going on with you? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Like he's just fixated on destroying these bots. He's it's batting practice for him, and the Watcher keeps trying Mm -hmm. to interrupt him. And you, Thor And, and you've been ch- Thor, Thor and, and you, he keeps trying to Thor just not paying attention whatsoever To the point where The Watcher has to grab him King Kong style Like, yeah. he has to go grab him With his hand, and he picks up Thor In the palm of his hand, like this tiny little You know, tiny little toy You'd be playing with And Thor is just the, the way that he screams and some of the looks on his yes. face are great. He's ah, he's just terrified. He's just screaming. I, it was. I oh, thought it was did. really funny. It was really good here.
1: Yeah, Thor needs to be funny. That's what I uh, always say when when they and they've they've kept that pretty consistent from m- movie to movie and appearance to appearance. That Thor has comedy as as just part of his DNA and that and that, and that story. And that's probably why Dark World is the least favorite Thor movie because it's the most, you know, self-serious one. Uh, but I, I love that. The scream was a great nod um, and callback to basically the same type of a scream that he did in Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh, and uh, super, just super funny. Uh, I love that they uh, kind of ended on the the montage of the putting the team together uh, with Thor fighting, you know, all the Ultron robots because it kind of brings us back to, oh, that's right. Ultron is, is the threat. It kind of recenters centers that um, and and puts that back at the front of our mi- uh, the front of our minds about you know what the big bad is here, what the threat is, uh, and it's 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 right in our face a- again because you know we're we're going and we're seeing all these other worlds and we're going back into those stories, but then we end on Thor, so we're back to the important story that we're going to deal with this episode,
0: and the pocket dimension that the Watcher takes them all to has a. Has been set up nicely like a bar Doctor Strange yeah. like Places them in this pub That is the pub that Peggy would recognize In fact he even mentions mm-hmm. The pub facade was my idea I read about it in your biography Thor says oh we're in a pub <laughs> Peggy <laughs> says I know this place And uh, Thor of course wants a beer So he gets one And he's pounding his beers there As they try to figure out what the hell is going on like who has plucked them? What are they doing? What's their mission? What's the point here? They start they all start asking questions to dr. Strange. uh who where am I? Who are you? What's going on? Why did you bring us here? And he says, all good questions. <laughs> he just just like a total dick, you know, like totally Dr. Strange is like uh, he's so condescending sometimes, you know, he's just smarter and better <laughs> than you. like, yeah, good questions. and uh the watcher appears. And, and he starts to explain uh, I did think it was funny As he sort of appears out of nowhere Peggy says it's you again And Chachala says come on Get a new trick man <laughs> Which made me just chuckle As uh, the watcher says, You have been chosen for a mission That is both highly dangerous and absolutely Necessary for the continuation of life As you know it And first I scoured eternity for one true hero Then I saw the bigger picture This mission requires a team the perfect combination of skills and experience That alone will triumph So Peggy uh, Kind of questions let me get this straight you kidnapped us From across the galaxy so we could what Save the universe Gamora chimes in The, the watcher says it's a little more complicated Than that as Doctor Strange Says you aren't just our best hope to save One universe you are my last Hope to save all of them The watcher t- gives them their title The guardians of the multiverse And it's this Love moment that. that's like The Guardians of the Multiverse You know you get the big, the big Build up and you get the big reveal And then Thor starts to laugh uh, I know what this is Loki put this up to you didn't he This is a joke <laughs> huh, Loki hey, Listen I have no time for pranks today My lady Jane needs me So I'll be going enjoy yourself And as he turns he kind of gives a nod To everyone he's about to walk out the front door Of the pub and as he opens yeah. the door He falls out into this you know vast space it's like a wormhole of all these yeah. different multiverses like it almost looks like the the thing in, in loki like the inner workings of a clock kind of spinning around mm-hmm. there's this gold and yellow visual and thor of course is scared like hell so <laughs> he closes the door and 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 jumps right back in and uh yeah he's not he's not going anywhere i don't think he quite realized the uh the scope of uh of of the importance of this right now as mm. he comes back in, and now the Watcher really lets them know. Um, your worlds are either under attack or soon will be by Ultron, an artificial intelligence elevated to a cosmic being thanks to an enhanced synthetic body and the power of the Infinity Stones. Strange, kind of helps him explain. Six stones of near unfathomable power, each controlling an essential aspect of our existence, and Ultron holds. All of them so again These infinity stones are a big part Of the the story This you know Conclusion to this episode to this Season and they Are you know they're Explaining their mission to us now what Exactly this team that's been Assembled needs to do And uh, it's basically Like the watcher and then Doctor strange are your uh, Are your you know your group they're taking the place of, you know, fury and and shield in a right. in a weird way of the you know assembling this team, telling the team their mission, letting them, you know, helping them plan it and map it all out and and how are we going to, you know, how are we going to accomplish this? So I I, I kind of find that I found that fascinating a little bit as you know Doctor Strange I was saying sometimes he can be such a a dick or, you know, cocky or this and that. He does have for a lot of this episode a very like leader kind of you know good teacher uh just he feels like a little warmer for a lot of right. it than, than, than the doctor strange is that we we know yeah and
1: uh i know we kind of left off we were calling him dr deranged and stuff like that uh and in this episode i felt like you know to go back to that You know, rehab analogy, they're kind of rehabbing and developing his character, adjusting it uh, to to come back to the light side a little bit. Uh, He has some redemption arc uh, within this. The whole opportunity of the Watcher coming back to him uh, is all about that. Um, So uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, He ultimately even has a sacrifice uh, in this episode. So they're teeing him up and and they built up the character to be this supreme version of himself, the supreme version of the Sorcerer Supreme uh and now we've got this mega powerful character uh within the mcu that we can use we can put him against you know the doctor strange that we know if, if we want to turn him back into a villain at some point uh or he can go the other way uh, he could replace the doctor strange we know in the proper mcu either way it's a cool addition to the lore behind doctor strange um and to and we get to also see the potential of the Doctor Strange in the MCU proper. We get to see like how powerful he could be, ultimately. So uh, it was just a really cool use of him. I think he's probably the standout character of uh, this series, uh, this season at least, um, just because of what they were able to do visually and conceptually with uh, uh, his character. And uh, I loved, I absolutely loved that moment you spoke about when Thor opens the door and starts getting sucked out into that wormhole portal thing. Uh, Going back to what I was saying about the visuals earlier, that was a prime example of that, the way that that was conceived and, and uh, the way they pulled that off, it was just incredibly imaginative. Uh, It just jumped off the screen for me visually. uh, And I just thought it was, it was just really cool at the end of the day. It was a cool visual that uh kept my eyes glued to the screen. And they, they delivered that in almost every sequence pretty pretty consistently. So I, I'm very high on this series right now. If if only for the um the art direction in it. If it was only about the art direction, I would get a, a kick out of this series. But they've managed to pack it with, you know, Easter eggs and really touching moments, a lot of really great humor and uh some really cool action as well. Not just not just cool visuals, not just kaleidoscopic visuals, but the movements of some of the fighting and the choreography there. We talked about Batrock earlier. Uh, some of the spins he was doing was great. And I was complaining early on in the series about some of the walking looking like it was, um, whatchamacallit, like a, like a motion comic or something, very janky. I didn't feel that pretty much. For the rest of the series I felt like actually I was impressed Visually with everything from the, from that Moment on so just just a a, a Great ride and, and uh, uh, The visuals are uh, I Think a, just a standout reason To watch the show
0: So <clears throat> the Team is now getting prepped for For their mission They have to try to save All of the multiverse the guardians Of the multiverse here and T'Challa actually says uh, I might be able to help, I've stolen more From worse, which which kind of alerts yeah. Killmonger, he's surprised to see this Different version of T'Challa That's nothing like the T'Challa that he knew Is right. uh The you know, Ultron Could be hiding anywhere in the, Molyver- in the multiverse They have to try to find him um, As you know, T'Challa, Gamora Doctor Strange all kind of chime in They uh Killmonger realizes that the chances of uh, pulling this off are not very good, but, but you know what any good team needs before they uh they kind of sit down and start to figure everything out. Got to get some eat. Got to eat. Got to get some brain food. Got to get the brain food in there. Right. And Thor uh, asks if there's a Chinese food somewhere in the alternate dimension, and so just sure. like we've seen them do in uh, in other movies, they prep. Shwarma. Yep. They're prepping. They're eating their uh, their food and they're uh, they're they're putting the plan together. So you know, T'Challa mentioned first step would be finding him, Um, and uh, Thor says, you know, I'm not the one to brag, but I excel at attracting unwanted attention. And uh, Gamora shows that she can destroy the stones with the Infinity Crusher, designed to disintegrate each stone into nothing. And so as they're, you know, all Chiming in with, you know, what they can do, what they can bring to the table, their specific unique set of skills. The watcher is is sitting there with Doctor Strange, looking at them, and he's like nodding in approval, like, "Yeah, look at this. These are my guys. I did this, you know, I did this here." And he um, even says, "Yeah, I picked them." And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, Peggy continues along with the plan. All right, everyone, uh, you know the plan. Get the Soul Stone. Get it to Gamora. We'll hold the line. She'll unleash the Crusher. And with some luck, we'll be home for dinner. Uh, Thor's, Thor's a little uh, a little slow, though, no, our buddy Thor, he still doesn't understand. Wait, slow down. There's a few people in the room that don't understand. Not <laughs> me I get it. but for them, maybe repeat it. Uh, so um, and th- this even makes the, the watcher smile, and he even says, "They're ready. Um, so he, he says, "It's show time, my friends, and good luck." As uh they are off On their mission this team has been put Together and it's just like you know it's a Ragtag team but they all do have Their unique set of skills and uh, They have a plan they are all set
1: Yeah and it's not even just the, Their unique set of skills it's their Unique personality traits it's the, What they're prone to do and uh, They have a unique purpose on this Mission and we don't quite know that yet but we're Going to find that out um you Know as it you know kind of culminates At the end here uh I, I love it, I, and I thought it was a great Great uh, little detail How right after Thor Reveals that he's not quite getting it That's when the Watcher says They're ready, because that's part of his plan That Thor's not going to be on the, Exactly the same page uh, and He's going to attract a little bit of uh, unwanted attention As we'll see
0: And um, Doctor and Strange is, Starts working on, on On all of these spells He He's. You can see this demon starting to come out of him, and it's like trying to burst out of him. And he kind of kneels over, but he he seems like he has things under control. And, and so, question, doctor's
1: question yes. is he working? I'm. I'm, I'm this is just. Uh, I'm wondering here. Is he, is he working uh, to contain all these demons at all times? Is it like a constant thing? Where is it something that I think he's it's have, like Wanda? Think right? about
0: focus yeah, on. Like- Wanda the vision with she's got You know she's got control Over everybody and to me that's what it seems Like at least you know like he has Mm. to He has to You know be cognizant About it at all times the fact that He's like and and it's sort of The the approach that they're going with Ultron In that don't we have to Hit him when he can't even think You know we we have to hit him from all these Different places so he can't have a moment to Process it I think it's sort of that same way You know like Those were the times with Wanda where When she would be In, in, in this sort of Like real um, emotional Interaction with Vision or with Someone and it would for a moment Everything would sort of drop because she kind of Lost her focus and I, I sort right. of Get that same sense with, with Doctor Strange like this is a constant Battle for him having to Hold these demons back not let Them out until the point where he finally Just you know releases them all and, right. uh,
1: and so if he's focusing on, uh, you know, some other piece of magic, you know, he's, he's doing some other magical work, then the demons might start to leak out of him a little bit. And that was a really cool visual way that they kind of showed that he's just they're just bursting from him because, you know, he's putting all of his focus and energy into you know, another task. And that's taking all, some of those resources internally away from, you know, containing all this power within him.
0: Dr. Strange looking powerful here Peggy asks what happened Um, And he says the same thing that happened to you love 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 the same thing always comes back to love As uh, he him and Peggy talk a little bit She asks him I take it you know Captain Carter on your universe He says no Captain America in my universe Steve Rogers receives the serum now, that would be a sight to see that you smile thinking of uh, Big Steve. She gets a, oh, yeah. oh, you know. <laughs> As, it's like uh, having her cake and eating it too. She likes yeah, him skinny. She likes skinny really? Steve. All of a sudden, like, he's, really? he's on
1: her level physically. That, that'd be like a dream come true for her.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Gamora, you know, like anything, nobody trusts Killmonger here. You know, Gamora even asks Thor, Do you trust him? Thor says, I trust everyone. Uh, tonight we feast, and tomorrow we fight. Uh, so they're, you know, kind of their one last supper before they go out for their big battle. And in that spirit, I propose a toast. So the doctor sure. works up some drinks, and where where he's taken them at this moment they're they're not in the pub anymore. Where they were kind of game planning, he's taken them to this different, you know, pocket dimension where he's basically trying to bait Ultron. He's taken them to a place where there's nothingness, there's no energy, there's no life. And knowing that, by bringing life force to that area, that it it will trigger Ultron, and and it will yeah. kind of you know bait him in. And uh, and as they, you know, come together and and cheer, and uh, they get ready to have their drink, Ultron is uh is going to show up as uh, he he finds out that there is life on this universe before he does it it's funny cuz doctor strange is is doing the toast and it is yes. he kind of messes up the what the ancient one said right he, he's like mm-hmm. fumbling his words mm-hmm. which uh, is a great
1: uh nod to what christine uh was saying in in uh, her episode uh that he's not a good uh speech maker she was kind of poking fun at that and then he was joking about you know how he would approach the speech And, and they, they kind of played that out a few different times So it was a nice kind of callback uh, To that that he's he's not a very good uh, public speaker
0: So uh, It is funny A wise sorcerer once told me that to face death Is part of the plan To face death is to conquer one's greatest fear Of the unknown, of nothingless space Of the end of all ends <laughs> to the, the senseless nothing And the vast opening of infinity To your and uh, Chichala just—he saves, saves him. He's like, uh, "You've done enough, Doctor. Let me, let yeah. me." And, uh, and Chachala starts to give the toast to the Guardians of, and they all cheer and have a drink, and uh, and that you know energy is what ends up attracting Ultron.
1: Well, I think there. Thor doesn't he like set up some lightning or something some oh, with, power. That, with the hammer? Yeah, I think with he the, with, yeah. the, with
0: Mjolnir mm-hmm. he activates Mjolnir somehow. And that was that was. Why Thor is on this team They know Thor is going to Mm -hmm. do that He's going to party, he's going to go crazy He's going to draw attention to himself That's the whole point Mm -hmm. he said from the very beginning That's what I do, I draw attention to myself So he's here to do Like Everyone has a part to play And this was one of Thor's parts To play, to to draw the attention To Ultron Who uh, says there is life In this multiverse after all Um, And uh, He you know, he stares down at this group, and while he is, you know, kind of plotting his plan and and realizing that you know he can do away with the with this particular multiverse, in this particular universe. Doctor Strange is actually actually working up protection spells, and yes. I love the way these look—the protection Dude. spells around yes. each one of the characters. <laughs> they have these individual symbols. That like a mm-hmm. representative of them, and it is. Mm-hmm. They look. It's like this, this halo, like glowing halo of body armor. Yeah. And I even love the way Peggy sort of like, you know, she says, "Whoa!" It makes you feel like they they talk about mm-hmm. how it makes you feel almost like you're, you're you're taking like a like a little boost of something, you know, yeah. like you, yeah. like you like you get a little super serum shot or something in there, He's you stuck. know, it kind of yeah. yeah, and. Oh, visually, again, I thought these just looked total. incredible
1: Yeah, it was just another example among so many in, the, in this episode and throughout the series Of just inspired visual moments The art design is tremendous And they're clearly using, you know, computer uh, CG effects With, you know, animation techniques tr- Like more traditional animation techniques I, I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it But the cell shading uh aesthetic that they have there and the way that they're able to make energy blasts and things just pop off the page with um or pop off the screen i should say but it feels like a a a comic book leaping off the page uh it's it's just absolutely um something that i've really never seen before i mean some they pull from anime uh they pull from i think video games a little bit uh, but it has its own unique look. It's got a little bit of Disney flair to it. Uh, b- but it, it just feels like it captures that live-action groundedness, and it makes it feel like it's on the level of the live-action in a way um, that, uh, that other animated uh, you know, cartoons and, that are Marvel, you know, non-MCU properties and such, and even the, like, the stuff in the DC universe, which has actually been really great on the animated side, um, just haven't really touched this yet it's it's very unique uh what they've carved out here um and and yeah they're they're like i said they're drawing from a lot of of different techniques and things but ultimately it, it culminates in something that uh it is it's marvel what if like that's it has a very specific look and you can't point to any other uh animated property out there and and say like oh that, that it, this looks like that you can take elements of it and do that but the the overall thing is is very unique and they created something
0: here so doctor strange lets them know um okay this is a protection spell but it's not going to it's not going to last long you know so they, mm-hmm. they 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 he's bought them some time and um they're all like loving this whoa this is fantastic showtime yeah. <laughs> they love the feeling of this and uh and now they start to no, to work on their plan. Killmonger's got his uh, mission. Thor says, "I know how to deal with this party pooper." And of course, <laughs> Thor goes away from the plan, which was actually part of the plan. Like they knew, right. they knew Thor was going to do this. He uses Mjolnir to what he thinks is destroy Ultron, um, mm-hmm. and, but Ultron just shrugs them right off yeah. as uh Thor yells, "Viva Las Vegas!" <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh, I love Ultron's reply to
1: that yeah. Can't say
0: I've never heard that battle cry Before as um, He then With just a, a snap of the fingers Buries All mm. of our guardians they're buried under Rubble and he thinks that he's He's won all too easy Interesting And, um, and then boom They pop right back up everyone's back alive Because of those protection spells they weren't harmed w- At all and so this is different for him He's used to just with one snap With one bite with one flick He destroys a universe This group of people Is a little bit stronger he can't quite put his Finger on on who or what or why Quite yet But uh, Doctor Strange reminds Peggy yeah, yeah it was You know it was a protection spell it won't last long And he This part was really cool So Doctor Strange now is starts to power up and he starts sending all of these Little mini hammers At Ultron, yeah. it's like flinging them All at him, one after the other, and there are just Hundreds of him, kind of overwhelming Well, it's Mjolnir, it's, yeah, it, like, Mjolnir. what does he do
1: He duplicates Mjolnir, I, was, just, I wasn't I was 100% sure of yeah. exactly how he Did it, but it, me neither. For, to me, I thought He, I thought Thor sent Mjolnir Out there, and then Doctor Strange, like Created a portal or something that duplicated Mjolnir a bunch of times, and then such a cool thing visually to see like a swarm of of those hammers just whacking uh Ultron around the place.
0: Mjolnir, it was just we've seen Mjolnir, we've seen um the uh the cloak, you know, have mm-hmm. played some big roles in, in this in this yeah. series, you know, throughout. And uh yeah, Mjolnir, boom, 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 all over the place. Um is uh Peggy and Ch'Challa now they work together and mm-hmm. They are able to Basically launch themselves Up at Ultron And Chachala You know, kind of lands On Ultron, gets into a little Bit of a battle with him, Ultron Throws him off, but in their skirmish Chachala was able To use his great pickpocket Skills, and was able to get One of the stones right off of him He even says uh, You know, he quotes Yondu, never Doubt sticky fingers, so <laughs> He Great stole. Moment. He stole the Soul Stone. Say that one a few times fast. Yeah, uh, right. Away from uh, away from Ultron. Uh, from Ultron as, uh, So you know, part one, the first thing that they were were hoping for has has worked for them. They got this Soul Stone away from yeah. him, and Ultron doesn't even really know it's been taken yet
1: yeah i i love that moment um i think right around here too uh peggy uses Mjolnir to kind of like soar through the sky kind of like how spider-man does in i think Endgame. um very cool piece of action there's a lot happening on screen and the fact that they got that that sticky fingers line in there so uh so um s- slick it was just such a slick moment i guess uh and uh and yeah, so far so good. They get the Soul Stone pretty easily uh, compared to maybe what you would think. But you know, as as you might expect, we have a few times over now uh, or, or coming up here that um, that is going to seem like they're they're getting the upper hand. But then uh, Ultron comes back uh, with a fury.
0: So Doctor Strange releases the this three headed dragon. Kerberis, basically, sort of uh, from <laughs> inside of him, as uh, you know, Ultron is getting ready to do away with them as he wants to bring out some of his own toys. But that's when he goes to reach for the, the stone, he realizes the soul stone isn't there. And at that moment, Dr. Strange starts just showing off now. He's like, "You want you want to mess with me? I'll show you what a powerful being can do. And so he opens up. Like a, a portal and the zombies Just start dropping out from the sky mm-hmm. all, Like all over the place And their zombies are like Overwhelming Ultron and they're Kind of ravaging him but he's kind of trying to Fight them yeah. all off as uh Th- Thor's pretty pumped Great idea zombies I love zombies Um <laughs> But it was one particular Zombie that Doctor Strange was uh was thinking about When he did this he was talking about uh, Zombie Wanda and yeah. we see Wanda um looking just awesome in zombie Wanda and yeah. her her kind of the way that she kind of cocks her head a little bit you know and her arms are just out and the thing, the the way they have zombie Wanda look is so good yeah. she's it's like a perfect zombie the the everything she does with her arms or limbs the way she moves around I love it and and quickly you know they remind us of the power of wanda she's going at ultron but yeah then she, there's a moment where she connects and she sees the face which is vision's face right and it's this yeah, that- moment of like oh, i can't do it i can't destroy you and she lets her guard down for just one second yeah and and that you know that ends up you know being enough um, but but that that moment I thought was it would have it would have meant nothing had I had mm-hmm. we not watched Wandavision, you know to me yeah. it just would have not felt like that big of a deal. Wanda and Vision before that, yeah they were they were fine. But seeing you know this kind of play out in Wandavision a couple of different times, almost exactly when these two like look at each other and know that they can't have each other, and just that like right. that feeling, of, even if it's for a second, I. It hits me every time now with these two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that benefit. uh, Like we've touched on so many times of this long form uh, storytelling that we're getting, you know, across all these different movies, all these different shows uh, that they can just insert a moment like this. that takes maybe a minute total. um, uh, And we have all this backstory already. We don't need to drop exposition or anything right there. We're just remembering from a different story. And it's all informing what's going on now it's creating this very rich tapestry backstory and depth uh to to all the characters uh so that there's ultimately a shorthand moving forward where we can we can have a lot of things happen very quickly and a lot of things can pay off with just just a little nod toward them they don't have to play out you know in a a long sequence of anything but just we bring wanda she gives a look and that tells us everything we need to know Um, And it's this great, rewarding, surprising moment uh, because uh, it's it's uh, it's tying things together. And that's kind of the the beauty of of, uh, this anthology series is the way they're able to tie things together while maintaining the separate uh, series and their own stories. And that is, in effect, it's almost like this fractal uh, extension of what the MCU is. Ultimately, these contained stories uh, this, this anthology of stories of these super heroic characters, uh, but they all tie in together and kind of intertwine and uh, inform one another. So very cool stuff. And I was super stoked to see this, the zombies come back, not just because they were tying together every single loose end from, you know, this series so far, but because, you know, in the backstory of the comics and the source material, the Marvel zombies uh, represented a, a grave threat to the multiverse in the way that Ultron does here. So to kind of drop them on Ultron's head right there, it's, it's kind of a, an equal foe, uh, so to speak. But in this case, he, he makes a short work of them, and it's really about Wanda. So we have a second level of a surprise there when we see her kind of come back. And then they have uh, an emotional connection because these characters, even though they've never actually met in this universe, you know, there are alternate versions of them. Are they're star-crossed lovers? They're intertwined across dimensions here. So uh, it's just there's so much going on. Again, it's so rich uh, that there's a lot to to appreciate about any given moment.
0: So um, <laughs> they they start like heading down this wormhole, like you know, like Peggy's bouncing around, blimey bloody bollocks, and uh, and they end up in this new sort of pocket dimension. As uh, th- th- this they end up actually this is a different universe that they end up in, and this is right. the one with they, they kind of go back down the universe of the zombies. Is, is I think right? They that where they end up with Nat, kind of where the zombies yes, all came out. They,
1: they travel to Nat's universe from there. And uh, I love again. There's another great visual representation of some extraordinary, um, you know, uh. I don't interdimensional shit going down like that portal that they're traveling through. And as as Ultron basically explodes the universe that they're that they're escaping from, it's kind of it's a really dope moment to see uh, Captain Carter kind of slamming around the walls of this like, like this portal. Uh, dimension as she's going into this new dimension, which is the zombies, like you said, where they're going to meet uh, Wanda. But again, that's just another really cool visual thing that you couldn't do outside of like animation or CG. Uh, but they did it in a very inspired way. And I just remember that moment, that visceral uh, moment where she's going through this like kaleidoscopic uh, portal and she's banging into the sides of it. I've never seen something like that before. I thought that was really cool.
0: So. <laughs> Peggy is you know is paying, uh, playing like peacemaker here. So um it's Gamora, it's Peggy, and Nat just kind of comes out of nowhere cuz they just landed in Nat's world. And so she just she sees these people show up. She thinks she's supposed to be the only person alive and she kind of plucks the soul stone away from them real quickly. She even mentions I'm supposed to be the last person on this planet, Peggy explains. Mm-hmm. We are from another universe universes We're here to stop Ultron I can prove it Your father is Ivan Your da's Alexi Shout out to a red guardian there And Mm -hmm. says you're the one woman I trust to have my six Including now And these and uh, there are three people You trust in the universe And I count myself lucky enough to be one of them And that's That's the approach you have to take with somebody Who is like one of those things where uh, Somebody doesn't believe you're you And they say, say something that only You would know, and you say something that like You and your buddy did when you were drunk one night That nobody would have known, you know, like That's what they're doing here As as Nat understands Oh, you know what? We must be close Peggy even jokes, I believe the term is BFF And so, uh, BFF's here Um, Ultron Tries to Summon Nat with the stone He shows up I believe you have something That belongs to me But Thor jumps in And he uses his hammer I thought this was pretty cool It sort of knocks off one of the limbs of Ultron Kind of like takes his arm off right there And as Nat is falling She of course Lands like a poser You know he has to (laughs) Superhero pose position Doctor Strange put the protection spell on her So she lands like Perfectly in her pose And uh This is starting to really piss off Ultron He's starting to get frustrated now Because everything he's doing Doctor Strange is You know, putting a spell here Saving this, putting this back the other way Or kind of one step ahead of him And I don't think he even At this point Has realized that it is Doctor Strange I think this Yeah, Yeah He, the realization comes in a moment where he kind of understands, like you are the one that's been doing all of this. But Ultron is just, you know, again Doctor Strange showing how powerful he truly is here. As uh, the 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 real plan of all of this is, don't give him a chance to think. Don't let Ultron process any information. As uh, now Peggy and Nat. Go at Ultron with the shield They're fighting him with this shield Ultron falls over Thor and Killmonger they join the fight Gamora's in there T'Challa's in there And Ultron is Noticeably weakening But he's able to Spot the, sto- the soul stone As he sort of fights off the guardians Doctor Strange again Comes in to uh, to Save the day and at this point He has to he he lets those demons out. And this was the the visuals that we were talking about, where you're getting these yellows, these reds, as yeah. as you see it like the stained glass window of all of these beings coming out of Doctor Strange. He's like fighting it. He's like, ah, and they're all coming out as uh I mean, this moment, there's just so much going on, and there's not much dialogue whatsoever. It's just action, action, action. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a couple minutes of just watching and looking They really did a great job Because you gotta make sure If there's no if There's not ver- like verbal cues For things we're just focusing on What's on the screen and so It has to be well done mm-hmm. it can't be Maybe a little sloppy like some of the first episodes Were with a little bit of the animation I thought they did a great job here
1: Yeah I I think For action and animation to work you um it really has to feel like weighted uh there has to be like weight to the movement i mean in a literal sense a lot of times with animation they don't get like that doesn't feel like the movements have the proper weight to it but this felt natural i almost wondered if they were shooting some live action stuff and using it as um as kind of a guide uh with the animation everything felt very very um Planned out like to 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 a T and very specific and they they made bold choices with how they presented the action here. Uh, I mentioned earlier, and this was one of my favorite parts was um just the 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 shot on the Soul Stone where it's just holding a, a static shot on the Soul Stone and there's all this audio that you hear of the fighting happening in the background. You're seeing just little glimpses around. Uh, as the soul stones just sit in their center frame on the, on the, on the ground. Uh, But it's this great moment where the tension is high and you can really feel it. And you don't feel like you're missing out or that they're like, you know, cutting away from the action. It feels like an inspired choice. And it's actually focusing on the important thing that they're all reaching for. They're all like, who's going to get this soul stone here. They're all fighting for it. So that's where they choose to focus. And uh, every shot seems like it was conceived um, in a way that wasn't just happenstance, wasn't just thrown together, uh, but they really tried to make the most dynamic, interesting uh, way to present the story. Uh, it was not lazy in any sense of the word. And um, yeah, this is just a great sequence of, of action that we get to enjoy here. Like you said, not a lot of dialogue really to discuss or break down in this um, not a whole lot of quips or anything. We're just really uh, it's a visual feast for a little bit here. and that's what that's what we need. it's a, it's the MCU mm-hmm. after all. they need to be able to pull off action. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a testament uh, to just how good they are over there that their their action is is feels weighty and feels um, like it's on the same level as the top action in the MCU and, uh, and in I the live action
0: version think, and think about the sequence of events. That that has been happening through this episode I mean they couldn't have done something like this In, in live action This is the scope right. of all the different Creatures, the looks, the visuals The different places that they're going to quickly Boom, 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 boom They were able to kind of take advantage of the Of the medium and the technology yes. They're using, you know, in this sense mm-hmm. And and do some things that they Just wouldn't have even had the opportunity To do in a live action setting So it just mm-hmm. Really felt like a home run to me During this stretch As uh, Thor, Thor celebrates Is it, that it? It's over? We win? Not so hard yes. But Chichala, It doesn't feel over As uh, just a moment later Ultron explains I'm honestly surprised Did the Watcher even warn you? Every universe is different Each one is a fraction unique Thus the Infinity Stones are unique And then, then no... This is a um, something that I think it's it's a tricky it's a tricky you mm-hmm. know um, kind of plot point to to figure out because this is something that yeah. people had a problem with you know what is this it's almost value? the plot hole it is no it is it's close to it and and it's basically like the they can they can do away with the hole by just saying different things in different multiverse you know things like that but right. it is it is something that you got to think about for a little bit and she mentions that. The crusher was designed to destroy the stones on my world, not his. So they can. They, that's one of the mm-hmm. only worries about this. The multiverse stuff is that they can play this back and forth game a little bit, and that you don't want to get into that. Mm-hmm. You know where, like we said, we don't necessarily want Tony Stark to be brought, brought back to life. Or if it ever does happen, it doesn't need to happen right now or anytime soon. You don't want to go back and forth so much that that things feel less important or they don't feel as you don't feel as much weight when when important events are happening. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that they can really get into a, a a spot where where things do feel weightless in the metaphorical sense this time, where there's no repercussions or ramifications for anything. And you want your stories to feel like they matter. Otherwise, what's the point in in hearing the story if we can just uh, reset everything at a whim, then it it's all inconsequential, and there's actually almost, you could argue that's no story at all. Uh, nothing actually happened if they all reset it, so it's kind of a waste of time when we're spinning our wheels. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they managed to to make things fresh and keep things fresh throughout this whole series. So that was something um, I thought that they they really nailed in the storytelling.
0: So Ultron actually. Realizes at this point that it is Doctor Strange. You, it's mm-hmm. you. If I destroy you, you all fall. And a battle begins. Ultron and Doctor Strange, and and while this hap, while this is happening, Nat finds the Zola arrow, and so she, the wheel starts spinning for Nat. She's got a plan She wants to use this arrow to upload Into Ultron She tells Peggy I have an idea but I need distance And a clear target can you do that Of course Peggy is down just like Steve For anything you need me I'm there for you I've got the shield You've got the sword (laughs) Nat says more like an arrow With the mother of all viruses in the tip But cute wordplay And uh, so I guess just the tip is fine in this case, Tim Just the tip is okay <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this particular case um, uh, Nat and Peggy team up They work together Nat shoots an arrow with that virus in it And Peggy jumps and times it This is like an alley-oop in basketball. Right. Like They're throwing an alley-oop pass She throws All-oop She, she, yeah. she shoots it and Peggy just leaps over and the the sequence here is great, and this is happening all while Doctor Strange and Ultron are in this heated battle. And the moment when Nat shoots the uh, the arrow, she actually says, "This one's for you, Clint." Because remember, in in their world, Clint um, took the bullet for her. Clint, you yeah, know, sacrificed he, himself. He sacrificed himself. So exactly. So now um, she is you know honoring him by uh by this great great uh, Ar- archer work or arrow work or uh, mm-hmm. precision here that she that she uh, uses as peggy lands on ultron removes his mask and she jabs him in the eye with the arrow right. which is great it's like uh, it, you know it's, it's something that you would see in in I can't remember like kind of a movie where You need to destroy you know like the leader And you kind of just gotta jab them with something In the head it's like um, The faculty or one of those movies where You know there's like an evil leader and everyone Is like you know follows them and I thought that was really cool she just quickly Removes the mask jabs him And here's our buddy Arnim Zola (laughs) he is uh, He has been implanted into Ultron and that Chuckle makes me chuckle every Time that Zola chuckle, uh-huh. yeah. oh, God, Rob, whatever. Like, I can't do the the Zola, but he he says that this is far nicer than his human body ever was. And now Ultron doesn't know what's going on.
1: I and love this moment. This is I great. love. I, I love how we we go inside and see the AIs kind of talking to each other, which is a nice callback to Age of Ultron when Ultron kind of wakes up. Wakes up uh, initially, and he's he's kind of conversing with Jarvis before. Kind of consuming jarvis there uh, or disassembling jarvis and taking over uh i thought this was a really cool visual way to present it with the two kind of uh faces i don't know exactly how, how they did it but it was a, it was it was just really cool it was kind of like sh- how um how uh armin looked in the previous movies like on screen you could, it was the same type of uh of a, a visual to that uh but just thematically kind of that role reversal that Ultron is now going to be on the receiving end of you know uh, getting a, a beat down from an AI. That was that was really really cool, and also they're calling back. They're they're tying together everything just like mm-hmm. they have been throughout. So we get um, we get
0: uh, our a little AI battle here to kind of uh, to finish the job. So we're basically throughout this particular episode. This is basically like um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Infinite, like Age of Ultron. Infinity War and Endgame. You know, you get a little bit of those kind of all uh, yeah. replicated throughout this episode. Little scenes and little like feels, things that had happened throughout. Um, so uh, Zola says, um, This is a fascinating change of pace. It's been a long time since I had legs. I'd like to make this a permanent condition. Ultron, yes. this body is occupied for now, but not for long and uh, this is like you said they're they're talking back and forth what is your objective once upon a time it was to bring forth hydra's domination but you ended that so now i suppose my objective is to end you and uh, ultron's freaking out what is this what's going on hey oh, you know he's looking all around and uh the the ai stuff was was really really cool as we flash yeah. over to nat and thor and uh They little back and forth. Thor doesn't know what the hell happened. Nat explains that they uh, they gave him a virus, a nasty one. And as it feels like things are perhaps getting resolved, no. Mm -hmm. Killmonger (laughs) takes the Infinity Stones off of Ultron, and T'Challa sees him doing it. Cousin, what are you doing? He takes the stones and the armor, so he wants the power for himself. We knew that he wasn't a genuinely good guy, but they'd done a pretty good job up until this point of, you know, they didn't show him uh, doing anything shady. They didn't show him. For all that we know, Killmonger was going along with the plan completely up until this point, and then he just goes rogue and and turns. So, you know, I think they foreshadowed it a bit earlier. Uh, Yeah, yeah, with the Ultron head. Head. Beginning they did, and then they kind of. They throw you away from it They just kind of don't, yeah. don't even like show Killmonger for a little while So you get thrown off mm-hmm. that scent a little bit But you're right they, yeah. they do have breadcrumbs throughout early I like the way they did it Because I actually kind of at this point I, I was like not thinking about Killmonger at all And then he yeah. pops up and takes the stones
1: Yeah at this point you know what I'm thinking about Is Arnim I'm thinking of Arnim Zola And how is he going to betray uh, and so that to me is standing out as kind of a, a plot hole at this point in the story, as is a little bit uh, the the Killmonger thing. I was thinking about both those characters. Like, why are they putting these bad guys on the team? Why would that be part of uh, the Watchers plan? But as we see, it's all part of the plan that these guys like will have their own agendas and and kind of pit against uh, the rest of the team and each other. So that's it, it makes perfect sense. They Them betraying each other. Um, and betraying the team is is all part of the plan And it makes perfect sense So it's it's not a plot hole at all It's actually uh, it, all according to the plan
0: A lot of fun stuff here As Killmonger mm-hmm. now turns on them and, and he says With these stones We could fix our worlds, our lives T'Challa, Thor, you're going to turn down The one thing guaranteed to save your homes Peggy, you can be with your fella again Strange, you know more than anyone about this. This is our only chance. He pleads to them. This is a great, you know, t- great chance, uh, an opportunity at manipulation here. Anything you guys yeah. want, you can have. You, look, w- w- we have the opportunity. But T'Challa says, "Hand over the stones, cousin." He says I'm not your cousin. It has to end that way. And, uh, and then uh, Zola. No, no, no! I'm afraid that armor belongs to me. Here comes Zola. <laughs> um. So Zola takes back the stones here, and he laughs about it. As um, as the as Doctor Strange is seeing this happen, it hits him that this was all part of the plan. This was all part of the Watcher's plan. It was. It was all set up mainly because he needed. Someone like Killmonger to turn To take the stones in order for this Whole plan to come to fruition so it it Had to all go it had To all come together they needed Killmonger There and he even Says to the watcher You foresaw every Moment from the failed infinity Crusher to Killmonger's betrayal And to my And the watcher says your sacrifice Mm -hmm. And so I thought the, um, the back and forth Here with the watcher and Doctor Strange was I I enjoyed it so much that you Almost like I mean you know that Doctor Strange has been so good in this episode That it's inevitable that at some point He's gonna it was too good You know he was he was too good he's this powerful Being and being alone for a while it's gonna Bubble up but he was His tone was so Like just a good Genuine person that had realized his Mistakes that had understand understood What he had done and and wanted to make Sure nobody else made those mistakes it was it was like, whoa! Look at this doctor. Um, yeah, and, that was the uh, tragedy
1: of his episode. Initially, was oh, he's not going to have redemption. This is that. This that's what's so tragic about his initial story. I think episode four was just that he doesn't get another shot. It ends on that sour note, and he's going to forever have this suffering there. But um, yeah, he he. Uh, it's part of the plan. Um, part of the Watcher's plan, that Doctor Strange in that moment will recognize the plan. Like, that. That that is all part of the plan, that, that that Doctor Strange would realize at that very moment what the Watcher was intending all along, and then he would be the final piece to the puzzle uh, and make that sacrifice. So, very cool about that, because it makes perfect sense, and it's logical from what we know about Doctor Strange and his past. He did essentially the same thing between Infinity War and Endgame, where he saw that that uh, one shot thing, that, that when he gave that one, um, when he put his finger up to Tony, he foresaw all the different scenarios and he saw there was only one scenario that they would win. So he, he could relate to the Watcher on that level because he's done kind of the exact same thing. He's looked at all the other outcomes uh, and, and been able to predict it. And, uh, and uh, he, he kind of served that role in the Infinity War and Endgame saga. So, it was it was very cool to kind of see that role reversal here on this version of Doctor Strange, and that's really what this whole show is about. It's about role reversals and switching things up, shuffling the deck. And we're we're seeing these uh, familiar things, and they're th- throwing a, a wrench into the gears or a twist in there. And uh, and it it paid off. And this was a really good bittersweet kind of end because ultimately, yes, it's sweet. He he did redeem himself. He saved the day, but. He's back where he started. He's sacrificing. And now he actually has an added burden that he is in possession of this pocket universe. And he has to guard that for all of eternity within his own pocket universe. So uh, he's going to be alone. But at least now he knows that he kind of did the right thing and he saved everything. So, so it's a bittersweet ending. Um, and uh, they've kind of tied up do- this version of Doctor Strange for future um, stories where, you know, he's, he's put in the closet, he's putting the shelf on the shelf for a little bit. He's there, he's waiting. We can go back and revisit that story anytime. And we have that threat of like, if this pocket universe cracks, uh, we've got a new big bad or we're, we're we can do this story again or, or continue this story later. But for now, uh, we've kind of told Dr. Strange's story and he's just waiting for us to kind of uh, revisit him at some point in the future.
0: And, yeah, the uh, the conversation between Doctor Strange and the Watcher. You know, the Watcher lets mm-hmm. him know your sacrifice. You, you know, he thanks him. Thank you, Stephen. And he even says, "You no, I, I have nothing to sacrifice." And and Doctor Strange actually like uh, volunteers to to be a Watcher. He is going mm-hmm. to watch this new pocket dimension. He's placed these people in this separate dimension now, and now the job will be. To attend to them as the watcher says if that pocket dimension cracks if they escape doctor strange says i'll watch i have nothing but time and mm-hmm. which and, is a great uh,
1: thing because he's got the eye of agamotto and he controls time yeah so, i mean it, it works on multiple
0: levels and he even says uh, you know the watcher thanks him and doctor strange says and besides, what are friends for? How about that? He's got a buddy here A couple, couple watchers just kicking back Drinking some beers here Watching, the, uh, <laughs> watching some pocket dimensions here As um, the watcher lets us know That the entire multiverse owes you a debt of gratitude He, uh, he tells Steven you know, Your worlds will never know this victory Once you walk through that door You'll return to the exact moment that you left and so it's one of those um kind of sad you know the the greatest heroes are the ones that don't get any recognition right, right. It's, it's easy to be a hero or to do something good when everyone's going to praise you for it afterwards and tell that you glory. how great you are you know right. it's it's difficult making the right decision when nobody knows when it's just you if a tree falls in the woods does it really fall, you know does it make a sound it's that that kind of a question um right. I think I think I don't know if I told you about this uh recently. There was a I'm I'm sitting out in my I do a lot of my work uh by by, by my front door. I can open the door where we yeah. are in Long Beach. It's, it's super cool. So I it's I get a nice like breeze where I just sit right there and okay. um a lot of times I'll see people, you know, walking by, they walk with their dogs. So I know a lot of people in our neighborhood pretty well. And the other night this woman like comes to the door and is like, Oh my gosh, you need to help me. Somebody's following me. And oh I'm, like, my. I'm like oh my gosh what is going and and I was like really startled and it it's funny it's like this it was like 1 o'clock in the morning and she in this yeah. this woman is walking her dog late and this guy is riding around her on this bike like he's not letting her pass in the street he's circling her like really Whoa. creepy and I've seen this woman before a few times but you know she's like running at my door. It's like one thirty. I didn't know what to do. I was. I, I'm telling you that I'm a superhero. Basically, is my point of the story. <laughs> my point of the story is telling you that when I when I had to make the decision, I thought for a second, oh crap! I got really scared. I was like, this is too. I don't know anything that's going on. And so yeah. she's like, asking. She could have been. A, it could have been a scam. could have been a know, setup. That, it could have been a total be, setup. Fair, yeah. Hundred percent, right? Yeah. But I. The only reason why I do is I've seen her. Before with her dog come up and like walk Around the neighborhood and stop with the dog and just kind of like The people those neighbors that you see that you don't Talk to that you just kind of nod. and Anyways this guy was Super creepy and and We end up you know I end up walking Her down to her house you know and She walks back in and she was like so pleased And but it was funny because at That moment I I was thinking walking back Like man like you said Who the hell knows what was going on there Like that could have I could have been totally set up I could have been walking back down the street and just gotten smacked, and I got a kid and everything. But it, it it is nice to know that, like, when that something, when there's that that meter, when when you have to make a split second decision, at least for me, the moment was, you know what, I want to help this person. So, like in my right. head, at least, I was like, you know what, that's cool. I guess I guess I'm not a horrible person. I guess I'm not as bad as I think because initially I wanted to do that, and that's what's hard, you know. In that when you're in that yeah. situation, it's like when it's a split second decision, what are you going to do? When the chips are down, and Doctor Strange showed us that he's willing to, to make sacrifices, he's willing to to do what what is best. This was a very Steve moment for Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he sacrificed. He did the right thing. He did uh, what what a hero would do. He he had a heroic sacrifice. Um, and is he? worthy in, in the way that steve uh is uh i don't, I, I don't know i don't know if he could uh, wield mjolnir necessarily but ultimately he 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 came out on the side of good and mm-hmm. he is a hero at the end of the days maybe you could call him an anti-hero because of his journey um but um dr strange as we've known him in mcu proper is a hero so it, it makes sense that this this dr strange would also ultimately be a hero he's just gone through some shit in this one um but uh, you know what Kudos to you, uh, going back to your story there Because, you know, on the theme of what if uh, You know, what if you got scammed and, and robbed, what if that guy Really did something, so, you know right? it, it,
0: It's it's our jobs that, to, to Step that was up my, in those moments was The one thing that was my over, about it, but, overlying yeah. Was like, I, I can't let This poor woman who came and like Needed help, you know, like I just yeah. like I, I got to do something, you know. What would my son think if I didn't do anything right now, you know? And and that was kind of like in the back of my head. So, um, yeah, you can call me Captain America if you want. You can call me Thor. Um, any of <laughs> any of those t- titles, I will uh, I will respond to. TK, no he is problem. worthy. <laughs> no problem. He is also very humble as a, as his parent <laughs> as a, I'm the best at being humble, man. I'm the best at it. And uh, we um, we see Peggy have this moment where. You know, she realizes she's got to go, but she yeah. asks, haven't I earned my happy ending? Oh, again, again, oh. paralleling Cap. I know. You know this. this is this is oh. her end
1: game. Yeah. And then at the end of it, she's like, you know, I've been through all of this. Don't I deserve that? And that's where Cap was at the end of that, too. So I loved that. They kept it consistent, like I said earlier, um, and and had her from beginning to end parallel their their journeys uh in different ways that, but they, they they kept it interesting um and that was something that could have uh been too repetitive or it could have uh felt like it was just a retread and that was kind of what we were worried about in episode one and we did it did have that effect maybe a little bit in episode one but by the time we're with this character at the end here to me the fact that every moment she's she's paralleling uh you know steve that's just informing us more about just how alike they are and how right they are for each other and what, like how this is in in the MCU, the closest thing um, or the most emblematic um, example of, of uh, true love of soulmates within the MCU. So I thought that was a really cool way to kind of show that, that just every at every turn they're, they're, they're parallel to each other. So very cool.
0: Is uh peggy Wants to go be with steve but the watcher says The world that time Needs captain carter mm. And we get a little Goodbye between uh, nat and peggy and then, and then nat Is the only one left And she's kind of pissed off At the watcher you know She starts going at him She says i'm not going back there My world is He, he says gone she says, You nat is mad you won but i lost the watcher says, I cannot Nat interrupts him, interfere, yeah, I know We're just stories to you, we're not real You watch us fight, win, lose Tell me, did you make popcorn while Ultron Murdered my friends and burned my world To the ground Just, wow Really heavy to think about He says, mm-hmm. you Are more than that to me You, your Stories, they are everything To me, and She you know, screams, then fix my world. says, I can't, Natasha. Which, which I thought was funny because it's like sort of like your mom or dad calling you by your full name. Gino right. Nicola Bacola Jr., get over here. You know, <laughs> like they're going to say, Timothy Kelly, what did you do? Yeah. Right. Um, Natasha, as uh, she's, I'm not He's, walking you know through what, that door. It's,
1: it's more than just that, though. Yeah. I think. I think it's, uh, to me, that's him acknowledging that she's more than just. A character in a story that she's a real person it's Saying her point. name and giving her that identity Is it's acknowledging point. her humanity. You're not just Black Widow
0: You are right. actually Natasha Um, In fact You know It was sort of like what uh, what Peggy did earlier Letting her know hey look I know mm-hmm. your dad Your dad is this Alexi Here look I know you I know you This is what the Watcher is trying to do I know you I've, yeah. I've I've been with you along this journey When you hurt I hurt Right. I'm yeah. rooting. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain along with you. This isn't me, you know, sta- standing back and just watching because I, I choose to. It's because I have to. And, right. and, um, he, he, she's, Nat says, I'm not walking through that door. And <laughs> he says, well, the door was really more of a metaphor. And he just immediately takes them yeah. to, uh, the universe that needs Nat, the universe without a black widow. As uh, that's that's exactly which what it is. He did you pick up on
1: which which uh, universe this was? Because it was one that we hadn't seen before in this episode, but it goes back to episode three. This is the this is the universe where um, our Avengers, all Earth's mightiest heroes were, were picked off. This is where Nat uh, uh, was was killed, where Iron Man was killed yep. um, by pin and, and it and we were we're cued in on this. Uh, by or by seeing what Avengers are there. We've got mm-hmm. Nick Fury uh, at the center, kind of like leading everybody. But then we've got uh, Captain America, and we've got Captain Marvel. And what, what do we know from that episode is that Nick Fury called Captain Marvel, and that uh, he discovered the Captain America shield at the end of the episode. So it's picking up right up there without really spelling it out for us, but it's all there. It fits perfectly. Uh, and it, it gave us a great, you know, happy ending and a continuation there. And also... Like you kind of um, uh, touched on earlier, maybe it's opening up the uh, door for Nat to come back to the MCU. I'm mm-hmm. interested, you know, like you said, uh, Scarlett Johansson has resolved things with with Marvel and Disney. Uh, but I'm interested if she does decide to come back, if they'll want to do that. Or would they consider recasting her uh, and, and having Lake Bell, the voice of this mm-hmm. uh uh, this version be. of Natasha do it in live action. I that love be. Lake Bell. I think she's me fantastic.
0: Too. E- either would and be a cool, be interesting. Uh, it'd be a, either yeah. is a great option, right? Either would yeah. be great if they want to bring her back and they have other stories to tell with her that they feel like mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't because she's different than than Iron Man to me. Like, it, yeah. I wouldn't feel like with Tony Stark. I don't want Tony back right now. And it's not, I love Robert Downey Jr. I love it. Just he was such a big part of this. And and everything mm-hmm. revolved around him. I think th- for him to be gone for a while or be gone would be great. For Nat, it feels like with the Black Widow that just came out, there was it feels like there was just more of her story to tell. You know, yeah. Um, even even in that time period, you know, from post Black Widow till when she dies, there are you know mm-hmm. there are things that there are a lot of things that they could you know could could uncover and to uh, to play on a little bit. So um, right. Nat is here. And uh he's, uh she, she actually looks at Fury and he says, You are not my gnat at one point, which is funny. Right. But you're but you'll do. You have her spirit. Even Loki gets freaked out. Loki oh, I is, told you it dead. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. she said same, yeah. <laughs> it's a, right back to him. Like Loki's just about—he's standing tall. He thinks he's just about to succeed. You and your replacement mm. Avengers fought valiantly, but now I think it's time you told me your secrets. And then, boom! Here's mm. Nat. So, um, uh, Fury oh, well a
1: great kick too. I love that the shot. She she just does this jump kick across the face and t- totally
0: takes him out. And then you kind of see her like. Gliding through the air a little yeah. bit while she's while she does the jump, it is a very like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, cartoon. Mm-hmm. While she's just kind of moving across the landscape, as
1: noteworthy also uh, is the army that he's attacking. I believe is like it's it's not the Shatari army; it's like uh, Asgardian uh, army, if I'm not mistaken. Like his uh, who he's invading with and they're fighting. I don't think it's the Shatari; it's the uh, Asgardians, from
0: what I understand. And the Watcher lets us know That's it isn't it All creatures searching for a place to belong To call home As for me I am the Watcher The multiverse Every single world Every story is my home And I will protect it to the end
1: Yeah.
0: And we're uh, And we're finished Or so we thought We actually do get a little bit of a post credit scene On yeah. this one um, As uh, we flash back to a bat rock to Batrock. and he's uh, he's again. Oh, I'm too fast, and and uh, you know he's bobbing and weaving, and okay. and then Nat actually jumps in to save Peggy, and and yep. Peggy's so happy to see Nat. oh widow, I've never been so happy to see you. Did you hit your head or something? <laughs> a few times actually. Shake it off. Like here. Wizard of Oz
1: in this moment, it's like it the is. end of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, that, the hit your head
0: uh, thing,
1: I think is a, a nod it to that forthy.
0: Yeah, it was a a reference, yeah And uh, Nat says, shake it off You're going to need all your marbles for this one I found what the pirates Mm -hmm. were after Peggy, you might want to brace yourself So Nat takes Peggy in To show her what Batroc And these pirates were looking for Peggy, kind of shrugging It off, she says, I can promise you This won't be the strangest thing I've dealt with today But Nat shows Peggy What she means, the Hydra Stomper, and someone's Inside Ooh, is Amazing. it Steve? Is it? I mean, you, it's great because obviously she's meaning that it's Steve, but because we mm-hmm. didn't see Steve, you start to wonder is it really? Mm-hmm. Is it something Like, what's going on? Maybe it's not. But now this is a good little tease, sort of cliffhanger for okay, I want to see more to this story. Is that Steve yes. in there? Whether that's going to be season two, whether that's going to be something in live action, who knows? But it does a good job of leaving you like a it, it's a, it's a little cliffhanger but it's not something mm-hmm. to where you're so like I can't believe they didn't they didn't like tell us that mm-hmm. in the episode you know it's not like they finished everything Perfect. that they were supposed mm-hmm. to but then they gave us a little tease moving forward as something to uh, to get excited about
1: I love the way it works because it functions both as a great little happy ending and an upbeat uh, finish for captain Carter, but it also is somewhat of a cliffhanger. Like you said, we're not a hundred percent sure who's inside there and we don't know the ramifications or what's, what's going to happen. Uh, if it is Steve and what he's been up to in the past, um, the, the positioning of the, the suit there and and the chair and the way that they show it very much mirrors, uh, the look of the winter soldier. Uh, and as we saw in that first episode, uh, Steve kind of, Met the same fate as as Bucky at one point on the on the train, so he's kind of in that Bucky position uh, in in a sense. Uh, is it possible that you know, being that Shield was infiltrated by Hydra, uh, has has this version of Steve been turned into some hybrid, you know, um, uh, Iron Man slash Winter Soldier thing? Uh, so I'm I'm very interested to see what happened there and if maybe. Steve has done some, you know, villainous uh, things under the uh, this version of the Winter Soldier program. I do think that they're uh, tipping their their hat towards that, and that that's probably where they're going to continue. Um, that, that that said, I I I'm assuming that they're going to keep uh, following this Captain Carter story. I think it's um, not a coincidence that they started the series with it, that they started this episode with it, and that they ended they with, with her. It. So I think. Yep. She, She's going to be a linchpin that they're going to follow up with. I I wouldn't be surprised if season uh, premiere of season two, which we know is coming, is going to be a continuation of of her story. And I wouldn't be surprised if it is a uh, a Civil War uh,
0: uh, story yes. because they've yes. already
1: – they've gone through the first two Captain America movies. First Avenger and in,
0: in Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah you're so right. So I
1: think Civil War will be very uh, rich um, uh, material to, to mine for this because – if you think about it, if you kind of repeat that dynamics where maybe uh, this version of Steve was operating as some alternate version of the Winter Soldier for a while, uh, he's probably created some enemies. And then so she's going to oh. have to defend him yes. in the same way that Steve wanted to defend Bucky, Bucky uh, in the original story. So that could, that could create some really cool uh, stuff because also it's not just that they're best friends. They're, they're lovers and in love in this. And how will that affect her view of Steve? If Steve has gone to the dark side a little bit, because uh, he's been nothing but this pure of heart guy in any iteration that we've ever seen him. So that's again just very rich territory to mine, and it actually allows for us to deviate more so from the stories um, that we've been paralleling very close so far. Uh, so it's gonna, it, it'll keep us guessing. We don't know exactly how it'll turn out, but there's so much fun stuff to to explore there.
0: And they did a great job, as you know. As the watcher's building his team, you're getting little mm-hmm. like clips of of what what happened in the other stories you know like we got right. clips we got we got cliffhangers from all of the other episodes, you know, and then when the watcher goes to get Peggy, we see her kind of battling with batrock there. you get a little bit of a glimpse as to what's what's happened in where, when we left those characters before the watcher comes and grabs mm-hmm. them to be the guardians of the multiverse so there there was I thought they did um, a lot of like technical things in the show really well The way that they set yeah. it up Even even kind of changing the order of some of the episodes Which we had heard was something that they did I think the way it ended up playing out was good And, and you kind yeah. of, you know, there were a, you know the, It started with a couple lighter episodes that didn't feel quite as serious And then you had three or four in a row that were like Whoa, everybody's <laughs> dead what is going on and then you get Party Thor oh it's crazy and then you get back To like a serious you know I thought it was a good A good ride to be Along yeah. with some fun in the middle but It, d- it does feel it, it does feel Important and I think We can We can project and assume and Predict what's going to happen in some Of these you know upcoming TV shows and movies and stuff but mm-hmm. if If The events of what if are pivotal to stories moving forward Like we think I think it's going to make people Enjoy what if even more overall Like you're going to feel better about this show When you mm-hmm. realize that it is Part of the big canon And things that happened in this show Did matter for stories moving forward If it's not Because there is something cool about standalones Like Star Wars has the vision yeah. That's out there right now And having your own standalone stories are great But from a You know how important was this question? People will go back and watch this and think more highly of it if it if if it impacts you know Spider Man, Doctor Strange, the Mm -hmm. Multiverse of Madness, uh, Loki, all the things that are that are coming after this.
1: It's kind of the point I was making about um, my wanting to recast T'Challa, and I know they're they're not planning to do that, but it's that idea that the new stuff is going to keep the old stuff relevant it's not going to re- just replace it it's going to actually um, enrich it exactly so when we add to the story we can go back and rewatch it and go oh that's th- this little tidbit about this character uh that we learned here actually had some real importance you know later on in the story and um i think that that's that's uh that's one of the benefits it's almost cheating when you do long-form storytelling because you can you can have such a shorthand because you're trusting that the the audience has been along for the journey so far and that it they're the going to get yeah they can they can process a lot um in each moment without you spelling things out for for new viewers necessarily The the old viewers are just going to get it and they're going to remember something that you know came in another movie or, or or an earlier episode uh and they don't have to rely on you know you know what the usual cheat which is like expository dialogue which can be very very boring uh this is like kind of having your cake and eating it too. You get to mm-hmm. just you can do callbacks and things like that without really explaining them because you've already done that work in another 20 movies, <laughs> you know. You know Wanda Wanda and uh, Vision had their stories play out in small chunks over, you know, a handful of movies and then Wanda Vision really added depth to that even more. So now when we go back and we watch those movies, those those scenes with WandaVision are going to resonate more. 100% yeah, exactly.
0: Anytime you see Wanda and Vision show up In the MCU before WandaVision Now you go, oh, okay, because you know where their story goes That's (laughs) what I feel Coming off of this show And I'm I'm really pleased With it. it, it was something that Towards the end I was getting really excited The same kind of way where okay I'm, I'm Staying up I'm watching the last couple I was Watching right away when they were released and I Was getting back into that okay what's Going to happen what's going to happen um, Where I was for Wanda and for Falcon and for Loki and where I hope to be for some of The projects moving forward um, There's probably just a few weeks Where we don't have a lot but Then on in a, a month November the 5th we get the Eternals which will be a, a movie that is released And then November the 24th Is the Hawkeye On uh, Disney Plus The TV show Hawkeye So we'll we'll have some uh, weekly recaps Of that one for you In okay. December Spider-Man No Way Home Which is damn it's only like two months away now December the 17th Spider-Man that's No Way Home is out there And then um, We're going to be getting a, a Miss Marvel Series that's going to be coming uh, Up soon too The Marvel's. Uh, the marbles yep. i believe it's called uh dr strange is in march of uh of next year thor love and thunder is in may of 2020 uh she hulk oh, yeah. is going to be next year in 2022 black panther wakanda forever in 2022 which fingers crossed i've heard some not great wow. things about some of the uh the, the stuff happening on set with um Anti-vax, stuff. anti-vax you stuff with Leticia yeah. right? That's that's yeah. a bummer. It really yeah. is.
1: Especially, you know what?
0: I just wish I could ignore all that stuff. Me and too. Just, I, there's uh, like just a filter the, the to turn content. on. It's one of those things where it's weird. It's like I, I want to know it because it's like oh, I want, but I don't. At the same time, it's like oh, I wish I didn't even know that about that person. Now I'm gonna be like, ah. But um, right. And to, yeah. I, I want to add too I'm not about like canceling someone over their opinion. No, I don't agree with
1: your no. opinion, but I like it's not gonna. I don't want her to be fired, not even close to. I don't want her to even have to apologize. She's she's just a person with an opinion, and my opinion is that you know she's entitled to that. Do I think it's the wrong opinion?
0: I do. But yeah. uh, that's pretty much it's, all I'll, I'll say. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It just it leaves like it changes my perception of a person. A little bit, which is like, damn, bit, I wish yeah. I wish I didn't have that change. There are some things I wish I just didn't want to know over these last couple of <laughs> years. But anything you want to know about the MCU, about Marvel, when there's a new show, a new movie, anything like that out, we're going to talk about it. You want to aim for next week for Shang-Chi? You and I are recording on Saturday. You want to shoot for like next oh, Saturday? Yeah. And we can do. Oh yeah, we got to
1: get we got to get that out. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Uh, It'll give us a week if we want to
0: either rewatch or or do a little research just to kind of freshen ourselves up from when we saw it a few weeks ago. Um. So yeah, let's let's do that. We'll hit Shang Chi next week, and then we will be back in uh, a few weeks to talk about the uh, Eternals when that comes out. We'll have weekly uh, recaps for Hawkeye when that's out too soon, and um, and yeah, we're gonna be loaded. Moving forward with so much content coming out And every time there is We're going to be talking about it right here On That's What G Said with Tim Kelly Tk, buddy, thank you so much again, man. Um, yeah, like we'll talk next week for Shang Chi, and then we'll probably have a few weeks in between where uh, before uh, Eternals or uh, or Hawkeye or who knows, maybe you know we even at some point start going back through some of the old movies. You know, I, I talked yeah. about that. I would I would like to eventually have a a complete library of all of the uh, the MCU stuff. So maybe it, one day we'll start getting through uh, the first Avenger and uh, and and we'll 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 check them off one at a time. But, man, I couldn't uh, I couldn't thank you enough always for your time and for helping out again. And I look forward to talking to some uh, talking some Shang-Chi with you next week.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you again for, you know, spending this time with me as well. I I love being on uh, the show, talking MCU with you. I'm just uh, wondering, uh, when are they going to miss? You know, when are when are we going to do a review of one of these shows where we just tear it apart? I, know. I hope I hope it doesn't come. Me either. But I'm wondering, but, you know, you, you never, if it does come and there's a terrible movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- uh, shred it. Me too. I just want the, I will. the listeners to know that. But, I, we um, will, you know. And I think
0: <laughs> the, the ones who listen to other segments know, like, for example, with with wrestling, there's Monday Night Raw, there's SmackDown now, there's another wrestling company named AEW that you know we mm-hmm. do recaps for. There's NXT, and so there's wrestling on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and half of yeah. it. Is shit that I'm critiquing and just ripping apart <laughs> right. Most of it So if, the, if there's something that I don't enjoy That much I will but I gotta be honest I've really enjoyed what they've done Here there were different yeah. levels of like Good versus great versus Wow but there was nothing That right. I went that I felt like it was A waste of my time nothing yeah, it's that all been at least good.
1: it's it's like pizza you know even the yep. when it's when it's been bad it's been it's still been pretty good mm-hmm. so like yeah i'm just uh, i'm i'm expecting that they're gonna miss it at some point but trapper, there's has gonna be been...
0: swinging a miss somewhere but right yeah
1: and maybe if we do uh recap you know i wasn't crazy about the captain marvel movie the first time i saw sure. it uh I, I i wouldn't mind rewatching that at some point so uh that all these all, all the rewatches I'm, I'm looking forward to just to that point we were making earlier that when you rewatch something after you've been on the, the longer journey and you go back to the beginning, you see it in, in new uh, with new eyes. So that'll be really cool to uh, to explore over time, too, as well. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to these next ones. They are on a streak and um, we're enjoying the ride.
0: Up next we will talk Shang-Chi with uh, with all of you Thank you so much for spending time with us here TK, uh, appreciate it again Buddy, you have a, a good rest of your weekend Make sure to follow Tim on social media At TimIsNotFunny You can give him a follow on Twitter and on Instagram And you can check out uh, the music project Ice Cream Fire Anywhere you download your music Have a great rest of your Saturday buddy And I look forward to uh, talking to you next week Some Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings Thanks Gino, it's been a pleasure Okay, folks, don't go anywhere. We still got plenty more on this episode of That's What G Said. A big thank you to TK for helping us out with all of those episodes of What If and all of the Marvel MCU recaps. We'll be bringing you a recap of the movie Shang-Chi coming up next week on That's What G Said podcast. We'll talk more about the baseball playoffs next week. We'll see what's been going on with the the divisional rounds. We'll start getting into basketball. We're going to start previewing the NBA season. It's only like a week and, week and a half away, which is just nuts. So looking forward to talking more NBA. We'll continue along with their NFL Analysis, game previews Talking everything going in the world of football We'll have more Santa Anita More Keeneland for you next week As uh, That's What G Said We'll continue on If there's something important happening in sports and pop culture You're going to find it right here On That's What G Said Have a great rest of your weekend folks